Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestoProds.com video games podcast. As always, I am your host, Dead. And joining me today, we have Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, are... everybody. Who are those noises? Take... That was me taking a drink of water and trying to speak without spitting it out. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> oh, fuck. Already off to a great start. Yeah, so there's the two of us yeah. uh, this week. Or I guess more appropriately at the rate these podcasts are at. It's just us this month. <laughs> this month? Two months? Yeah. Um, Cave will be... Cave will not be joining us today. And maybe not for a little while because uh, after... After having his fucking state battered by Hurricane Ida, uh, he got COVID. See, that's no. not great. No. And it wasn't even a car this time. Yeah, just, just a car somebody or, coughed or on flying at him. Or a gator. It wasn't a car or a gator, so I'm not quite sure how to process this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're we're still in touch with him. We're still keeping up, making sure everything's good with him. Um, as well as good as can be, given the circumstances. He has been fully vaccinated. Uh, and of all of us, he's probably on the healthier side of the spectrum. So he should be, fingers crossed, knock on wood, fine. Probably. Yeah. I think he weighs less than me. I mean, I think I weigh less than him, but he's taller, so, you know. Yeah. Balances out. He's not a manlet. Yeah, no, he is. As he is quick to point out, he is very sturdy. I think his go-to description is he's built like an NFL linebacker. Yeah, that that seems fair. But yeah, so Cave is on the mend, both health-wise and state-wise, I guess. And soul-wise. Yeah, it seems like they are getting around to at least his area getting power again, so hey, thumbs up. But yeah, for I never lost I never lost power, which is surprising because after after uh, after the storm messed up Louisiana, it, it proceeded to uh, go all the way across the country, hit my area, and hit us with historic flooding. Yeah, and tornadoes. Yeah, that's the yeah fucking like a third of the site's cast, a third of the site's fucking staff just so happened to be directly in the path to get butt fucked by a tropical storm. <laughs> It's not even that. It's it's the fact that it, it it hit it hit the bottom of the country and then moved all the way up and still had enough power to do serious damage. That yeah, it's never happened before. Oh God! Usually they sputter out by like the the flyover country, which nobody cares about. So it's fair. <laughs> well, this time the storm just flew over it. Yeah, it's like we're going to New York City, and they ended up in Jersey. And ran out of money. Oh, they hit New York too. Oh, good. They they flooded the subways. I look forward to seeing Hurricane Ida's scrapbook of its of its trip of America. I think a tornado briefly appeared in one of the streets in New York, but I mean, it didn't really go anywhere because you can't really pick up speed in a around a bunch of skyscrapers. Yeah, and the traffic's just terrible. Pretty much. Ah, oh, but yeah, well. 
Her- well, fucking hurricanes have been thundering against the goddamn entirety of the United States. Uh, hopefully we've been, hopefully you've had the chance to play some video games. If nothing else will take your mind off of the nightmare happening outside your door. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but b- before I get into that, it's time for the next saga of what happened to my laptop. Ah, uh, yes. Because to to re- so to recap, uh, in February, uh, I accidentally Previously dumped laptop all chronicles. Previous on laptop chronicles back in February, I accidentally dumped an entire glass of water onto my laptop and shorted it out. And I sent it to Asus to get repaired, and obviously they were like, it looks like this has been deliberately damaged. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to contest that. I was hoping they just wouldn't care, but they cared. Yeah, they tend to care a lot about things that would cost them money. So I just had them send it back unrepaired. And then I put it in a corner of my living room, and then I completely forgot about it for the next several months because I proceeded to have a medical emergency and need surgery and get my inside stitched back together. Yeah, his guts fell out. Yeah, it wasn't... A, well, yeah, except nobody could figure out what the problem was for another month. I think it might have been a stroke. Yeah, somebody thought it was a stroke. <laughs> and sent me to the and sent me to the hospital. Just a bunch of inside jokes no one will get because they're not recorded at all. No. Yeah, they said they uh yeah, but the first diagnosis was I think you're having a stroke, and they sent me to a hospital, and then I got to the hospital and they they looked at my very much not having a stroke self. <laughs> that is not even close to the age where a potential stroke is possible. And then they were like, well, you know, with COVID, things have been hit early. Have you had COVID? No. Do you want COVID? Yeah. No, I didn't get COVID. I was actually told. Have you had COVID? Yeah. No. Do you want it? No. I was actually told uh, that my chances of catching it in that hospital were not very high because they were actually pretty good at cleaning up with that. So I, I don't know if they just said that to make me feel better or not, but. I was, I've been in and out of the hospital, I think, five times in the last, uh, like, six months, and I never caught COVID. Hmm. So, you know, we're off to that. So, finally, after I was, after I had my surgery and I was put back together and I was in massive pain for a month, and finally I looked at, I looked at that laptop and I was like, you know, I should probably do something with that. Because I used it was a great computer for two months, and then it was a very expensive paperweight for the next six. Yeah, you did spend like upwards of a grand on it. I think I I spent almost exactly a grand. Oh wow! Okay. Which, which is almost which is almost as much as it, and it, to, for Asus to repair it without the warranty, it would have been eight hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, I'm not spending as much as I almost as much as I spent on the thing to get it fixed. I think I'd rather get it fixed privately. And then you didn't so send it to one. Well, I sent it to one guy and he's like, okay, the problem is the motherboard is shorted out, but I don't have a motherboard that'll fit this computer. So there's nothing I can do for it right now. <laughs> so he sent it back to me. And, uh, I sent it to another guy who's like actually good at fixing computer parts. So he's like, yeah, I could probably fix that broken motherboard and then you'll be good to go. And he opened it up and he's like, hey, uh, the RAM's not in here. Wait, what? Have you told me this part of the story before? No, this is this oh, is, this the, is the, this is the latest. 
this is the latest update. Okay, the recap has ended, yeah, then we're like, into the new material. The, the new material. The new material is, I sent it to a guy, and he looked at, he opened it up, and he's like, you know there's no RAM in here, right? And I was like, what? Where did the RAM go? Uh, and then I, and then I called the guy who was, was working on, uh, who, who, uh, who tried to get it fixed with a replacement part that he couldn't get. I was like, did you take the RAM out? And he goes, uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so either he stole your RAM or you somehow lost RAM in a computer that you didn't open yourself. Uh, no, apparently when Asus disassembled it to examine the damage, they forgot to put it back in. <laughs> holy shit man you what fucking what fucking like american god style god did you piss off oh no this is the most problem i've heard someone have with a single computer apparently the same one that cave did except (laughs) this one this one specializes in computers and not cars. You know, Cave, you know, Cave pissed off the god of the automotive industry. Yes. Holy hell. I don't know, maybe whatever position Steve Jobs filled after he went up there. I feel like Like what are the next steps from this? Cuz I feel like the only things left are like just a new computer. Uh, I contacted Asus, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, you fuckers stole my RAM? Yeah. And they were like, we're "We're really sorry to hear that. We'll get back to you in 28 to 48 business hours. And then a week went by, and I contacted them again. And I was like, yo, send me some RAM. And they were like, "Yeah, we're we're processing your request. We'll see what happens." So, if, and then they said, "The issue they, isn't a process. The issue is RAM." And then they sent me, um, they sent me one of those survey forms. <laughs> They're like, "How would you rate your service? How would you rate your service?" <laughs> oh my god! So I gave, them, I gave them, I gave them terrible in every rating, and then put notes at the bottom. It would be nice if you actually did something for me instead of just ignored me and gave me the runaround for six months. Oh my god, that is amazing! So I don't think I'm going to be getting any help from them, but. You know what? I don't care at this point. Yeah, you you broke your computer, sent it into them. They were like, yeah, we can fix it for like the cost of your computer. Then sent it back to you, minus the RAM. You asked for it back. They ignored you entirely and then sent you a thing asking, how's my driving? Basically. Oh, holy so, hell. Uh, this, so, so, yeah. This feels like a bit. Like this entire so, thing feels like a sitcom bit. I'm watching a lot of so, How I Met Your uh, Mother lately. Yeah, probably. So, so for all of the two people listening to this podcast, uh, don't use Asus ever. <laughs> oh. Or if you must, or if you must use Asus, buy it used, and don't expect them to ever help you with anything, because they won't. Oh. I feel like I recommended it before, but like. I am just not a fan of laptops. Like, if you were going to get a computer, and I yeah. and I believe like when we when we when you initially like started asking us about like, hey, computer, help me with computer stuff. 
I you said you were mainly doing it for like gaming. Yeah. Yeah, just But I needed a lap I needed a laptop to take on my like month long vacation trip. Which is why I need I got a laptop in the first place. Uh-huh. And also, you know, to go back and forth from there more often than I ended up doing because it turns out my whole family just ditched South Carolina for the whole summer <laughs> because of how crazy like the people are who aren't wearing masks and stuff down there and don't believe in the virus. Yeah, it's bad. And they, I think they have one of the highest positivity rates in the country right now. Really? I wonder why. I don't know. Yeah, apparently, like, one of my second cousin's dads is, like, a hardcore anti-masker. Which really sucks, because it, it really sucks, because that cousin is, like, ten. I mean, I could get it to an extent, because I got I got annoyed and tired of wearing them, too, but, you know. Yeah, same, but guess the fuck what? There is a place to wear them and a place not to. Uh, we are, we, we're not getting into this, you fuckers listening just, just, I just get a just get a desktop I have a desktop get a better desktop yeah maybe I'm, I'm still I'm still hoping I can get this fixed and I didn't just waste a thousand dollars I think you just wasted a thousand dollars like also also I do need a I do need a laptop at some point because I'm gonna probably gonna have to go down for Thanksgiving again uh, yeah, I maybe, this, maybe I maybe I should just get a cheap laptop this time. Yeah, like get a cheap laptop. Fuck, get like a tablet. I don't know. I had a tablet. I had a tablet. A tablet didn't work. If you're going for gaming, just, get if you're going for gaming, get one of those things that are capable of like Steam links. You can like stream your shit from your desktop at home to this tablet. I don't know. Things. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the streaming will reach across like six states. Uh, it's, it goes over the internet. With the internet, physical distance is not super a thing. No, yeah, like like with laptops especially, and to anyone out there listening, I'm an idiot. I know that, but I know, but given my position as knowing more than the other idiots. I am I am in a position of authority in terms of computer stuff, so bleh. but with gaming laptops with laptops especially, because everything is so jam-packed into that fucking package of a laptop, if things go wrong, they go wrong hard. Yeah, I found that out. Yeah, like with like with a desktop, A, it's a lot harder to pour water directly into the fucking well, it's a lot easier and a lot harder to pour water directly onto the motherboard. Largely given where you put it. And also where you put the water. I don't even remember at this point. Because it's very unlikely that you'll just like be absentmindedly like reaching over for a thing of water and then accidentally spill it onto the onto the desktop tower in your lap. No. More likely, it'll either fall over the table edge and land next to the computer, or it will fall over next to the computer on on the desktop and then, like, go under it. In which case, you may get sucked up into the fucking like exhaust port on the fucking uh, C- it might, PSU. It might ruin the keyboard. 
No, not the board, the, the power supply. But, in that case, you then just have to replace the power supply and not have to replace the entire computer. Power supplies. Apparently, I just need to replace them. Apparently, I just need to replace the motherboard, and he said everything else is good. Apparently, I also need to replace the RAM because Asus won't give it back to you. Well, okay, well, yeah, but the RAM, I'm sure, well, I'm pretty sure the RAM was, well, maybe the RAM was ruined too, and he didn't know. Although now I'm trying, I was, I was, I was like, how did the, fir- why did the first guy not notice this? Apparently, the first guy's a fucking idiot. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, it's no surprise he couldn't find the part to replace it if he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he just, yeah, it looks good. Just goes into his drawer of motherboards, finds the exact model, and is like, I don't know, it ain't in here. Hucks it back in willy nilly. Accidentally spills part of his big gulp in it. It's a real fucking clown show. You, oh man, you, you are fucking computers. Just, I, I know there is a there is a pre-built company, a a I, I don't even know I don't, I'm not 100 sure what they're called, but I like them. I can I can find a build on there that is a suitable price for you if you want. Just fucking laptops, man. I'm here. I have had so many problems with laptops, like. Motherboards melting nine times just because I had one where I I had one that had actual blood stains on it. Was it your blood? Yes. It kept fucking up and as a younger man I as a younger man I'm, I had I'm not I'm 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 not sure what, what I was expecting there. <laughs> was it your blood? No. No, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was it the was, computer's was blood. third victim. No, no, it was it was it was, a, it was a third victim. Yeah, I got a, I was just disemboweling. I got a tough book. I need to test it out. He just he he just bled so much. He bled all over my like, like man, the, those bleeders, man. But no, yeah, I it it kept breaking in really dumb ways and like failing to connect to the internet. And this was when I was at university, which my first year of university was not a good time for me, given that I slept four hours a week, um, had only wet clothing. And kind of wanted to kill myself. So that laptop had a lot of my blood on it, had a lot of teeth marks. Screen broke, so I had to connect it with a DVI cable up to my, well, VGA cable up to my TV, which then the DVI cable, which then the actual DVI, like, output, sorry, the VGA output broke. So I had to, like, duct tape the cable at a weird angle to keep the screen from turning yellow. It was all bad all the time. Yeah. <sighs> like it. So. Thus ends this, this segment of, yeah, this leg of the Laptop Chronicles. The laptop, yes, the Laptop Chronicles ends here for now. We shall, uh, we shall see if I could ever get it fixed, or at the very least, get like just enough money back to not make it. Like I wasted a thousand dollars. I'm like, man, maybe somebody can just like scrap it for parts. Yeah, you can be like, you probably get a couple least, hundred bucks. These five, six, yeah, it was a couple hundred. 
I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, based on like based on prices I've seen on eBay for broken laptops, maybe three hundred. If you're lucky. Or I could just get new RAM and a new motherboard and I'll be good to go. So water is spilt on it again. The cycle begins anew. Yeah, no, if if I ever get it fixed, I'm just never going to have any any liquid near it for the rest of its lifetime. Does be like one of those guys with a car with like the no food or drink rule in it? Yeah. Just have like a hermetically sealed I'd, clean room where the PC lives. It'd be 100 degrees and I'd be like dying of dehydration on the ground. Like, can I get, get you some water? No. No. None must come near the no, none must come near the laptop. Keep the demon fluid away from the baby. It's worth more than my life. <laughs> Just someone, you just get triggered every time you hear the word liquid cooling. Liquid cooling? I, it's a thing. I know it's a thing. I, I, I actually I actually know somebody who, um, they had liquid cooling, and uh, the containment broke and sprayed liquid cooling all over the computer's insides. Tight. Was it like everything. A, was it like a all-in-one or like a custom loop? I'm not sure because I don't quite know how liquid cooling. All he just explained to me is is like the liquid cooling thing broke and spilled the li- the liquid all over the place. I've seen that happen more than once. Yeah, I. So you know, given my talk about computer stuff, I am shockingly fine going into the guts of my computer and messing around with stuff. I will never do liquid cooling. I always assume whenever I go in, whenever I open my computer case, that something terrible will go wrong. And so far it hasn't. But with liquid, there's that extra level where I'm just like, oh, if this goes wrong, it goes insanely wrong. Like more so wrong than anything I could possibly do. I have already never financially recovered from my last computer mishap. The second I get involved with liquid cooling, it will just go from bad to worse. Yeah, that's fair. I once saw dudes make a PC that was entirely submerged in liquid. Like, not like running through pipes or anything. It was just, it was just the open PC in a fucking fish tank. Completely filled. And it ran. It ran incredibly well. But that's enough about computers. Let's talk about Savage games. Yeah. So, Alex, you've been playing stuff, I assume. I hope. I pray. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, I've yes, I've been playing quote stuff. But <laughs> and, and by that I mean uh, I've spent the last couple of weeks. Uh, playing the new re-release of Shimigami Tensei Nocturne, aka the hardcore Persona game. <laughs> yes, Shimigami Tensei. The the ones that real players play. <laughs> Get out of here with your Persona fives. Just gatekeeping the SMT games. That's right. It's like like oh you like Shimigami Tensei. Tell me, how many grid spaces is this fucking thing? It's like, oh, sorry, I play Persona. <laughs> Casual. 
Freaking casual, man. I, I bet you didn't reset the fusion 30 times just to get the optimal build. <laughs> Filthy casual. Get out of here. Uh, so this is Shimagami Tensei 3? Shimagami Tensei 3, although at the time it was basically the only Shimagami Tensei we had here, like, at all. Except for, like, Jack Brothers. I'm sorry, Which, Jack Brothers? Know, was, yes, Jack Brothers was a game starring Jack Frost and Jack Lantern, i.e. Atlas's mascot. Came out for the Virtual Boy. <laughs> oh my god. That is... Ooh, damn. I never played it, because I never had a Virtual Boy. I just know this this uh, you know history is like, yeah, the first... Uh, the first major Shin Megami Tensei franchise game we ever got here was Jack Brothers on the Virtual Boy. You're looking at it was Jack Brothers, then Revelations Persona. Then yes, Revelations Persona, which was Persona 1 that was uh, heavily Americanized. Yeah, and then the PAL region got Nocturne. Yes. And then the US, for, then the, I think the, the US got it too, eventually. Yes. You know, because Dante was in it. Starring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Oh, well, actually. Okay, that was just the just the first Megami Tensei game released in PAL region was Nocturne, but it was yeah. released in North America first. Yeah, I thought so, by like a couple months. Yeah, October, October 04 and then July 05. Although I saying all this, I didn't actually play Nocturne for the first time until about 2010. Yep, that tracks. Yeah, I've also well, I'd say I'd say I'm a filthy casual who only got into it from Persona Three, but I actually played Digital Devil Saga first, which was like the game that came out between Persona Three and Nocturne. <laughs> uh, I didn't get very far into it, and I didn't realize it was a major franchise at the time. But that is how I am first familiar with this the franchise. So, take that, gatekeepers and casuals. I'm neither. <laughs> so, how was Nocturne? How was Nocturne? Uh, so, you've played Persona 5, I assume? Yes, I have. Okay. So, uh, imagine that, uh, but instead of, instead of having party members summoning personas, your personas are your party members. Okay. the main character. Okay. And there is no social links or anything like that. It's mostly just dungeon crawling and fusing demons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, I guess, for reference, uh, I have played some of the um, non-Persona SMT games. Uh, I played a couple of the Devil Summoner games. Uh, like, I think I played a couple of Devil, like, I think I played, all, uh, like, I did a couple of the Devil uh, Summoner games. I did uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. I think, I think Apocalypse. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, I did, I did Apocalypse. And I could not get into those games. They... It was like... I don't know. Like, I... With... Uh, like, from what I remember of, of, of Apocalypse... Fuck, I don't even I don't even know if I'm remembering Apocalypse. I think it might have been it might have been Devil Summoner that I remembered. But it was like 
It was like grid-based tactical turn-based RPG stuff instead of like just dungeon crawling. So I think that might have been Devil Summoner. That's, the, that's Devil Survivor. Devil, Devil Survivor. Okay, whatever the fuck it's called. Devil Summoner is where you play as a guy named Rido, and it's more like a Kingdom Hearts style run around slash em up game. Okay. With like some RPG elements to it. Okay. Yeah, I. There are so fucking many of those games. I cannot. I cannot parse what they are. It's basically Atlas's only franchise. So they and, and they just made at, over the course of like 2000 to 2015, they just made like 25 games from the franchise. Oh right, I also play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh yes, that one. That was a lot more Persona than the others, it felt like. Yeah, it was. It just was, just, it was just because they brought in, like, the Fire Emblem elements, which Fire Emblem also, from what I understand, has a relatively core, like, character thing about it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they started doing in Awakening. And it caught on, so they've just been doing that since, where it's like, oh, yeah, hey. Hello, hello, other character. Let's chat about things. Yes. Let us talk at each other till our numbers go up. Let's talk to each other to our numbers come up and also have a kid. Huzzah! Although they, they, I think they, they got, I think they phased that out after Fates because they were like, yeah, that doesn't work. If you want the child it characters, may, you better fuck the baby dragon. It, it, it so they're like, it made sense in Awakening because you know, like people coming from the future, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense in any other game. We're not going to do that anymore. <sighs> I, remember, I, I remember people were disappointed in Three Houses that there was no child characters, and they're like, no, come on. Yeah, you're at a school. It's 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 not even remotely going to work with the story. No, we're not doing it this time. Nice try. Aren't you also a teacher in that game? Yes, you are. Yeah, that'd be bad. You're a teacher, but you're only like 20 years old, and, you, and your students are like 17 to 18, so. Yeah, that's still bad. It's technically okay. No, 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 it isn't. Starter 17 also, is. Fair, starter 17 is also, still illegal. <laughs> Also, well, also, you know, there's a time skip. So by the time you can actually get it on with anyone, you're not in school anymore and you're all in your 20s. Okay, fair. And that makes it okay. Mm. I mean, technically, are they still your students? No, I said you're done with school by then. Okay. So, yeah, that is fine. It's if they are still your students where the shit gets weird. No, no, that only happens in Persona 5. Yeah, you can only fuck... Yeah, only Persona 5 is a game where you're gonna fuck your teacher. Like, you know your teacher, right? That's the best part. <laughs> oh, man. That is an actual response. Ugh. I think I ended up going with the teacher, and I'm still not... And, I, and it didn't really click to me until later. It's like, it's like, it's like, are you sure you're really okay with this? You, you I am your teacher, you know? And yeah, the one of the responses is like, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, it gets me going. Keep on the maid outfit. I need you both in a position of power and a position of submission. <laughs> oh, God. Persona 5 is great, but it's still a Persona game, so it's still kind of weird. Still a Persona game, yeah. 
Anyway, not well, so, well, it's the only it's it's the only Persona game where you can like actually get it on with people that are specifically several years older than the main character, who is technically underage. Yeah, you know they didn't do that beforehand. That was a new thing. You know, uh, yeah, from what I remember of Persona Four, that was never a thing, and I didn't get deep enough into Persona Three to figure anything out. But from what I saw, nah, no, no, I was just just high schoolers, like maybe they maybe like. Excuse me, maybe like older students, but still students. Yeah. <sighs> Any hoozle. So in, so in Nocturne. Yeah, how many teachers uh, do you fucking Nocturne? Um. Well, saying the Nocturne Nocturne starts off with you and your two friends who are all high school students going to the hospital to see your teacher. <laughs> Okay. Then as soon as you get there, the world ends. <laughs> Just like, boom. <laughs> ah, teacher. Explosion. Yeah. Well, it turns out your teacher was part of the... Your teacher uh, actively helped bring about the end of the world. Tight. Because she worked for a cult who's... Entire entire uh, meaning for existence was to summon this demonic sun moon thing, which uh, basically vaporizes the entire world and restructures it into a demonic hellhole, where the few survivors fight and kill for the chance to remake the world in any way they desire. The few devil survivors. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think one of the Devil Survivor games actually has a plot point like that, where it's like, oh yeah, everything outside of Tokyo was destroyed. Yeah, so... But, uh, anyway, yeah, so you're here, and your teacher's like, now go and struggle, and find find a way to uh, to create a new world. And, uh, and, then, and then the instant you take a step outside, a creepy old man in a wheelchair and his nurse appear, and drop a demonic bug onto your face. <laughs> and thus the protagonist becomes the Demi-Fiend. <laughs> a half-human, half-demon. Which means he can now fight RPG-style and use Shin Megami Tensei demon attacks. And he doesn't need any computer or any technology to talk with demons. He can just chat with them himself because he is a demon. He got the demon juice in him, so now he can fight the massive dick in a wheelbarrow. No, not demon juice. It's demonic bug things that you stick in your face. Yeah, you think a demonic bug ain't juicy? And this is only a plot point because you can you can get other demonic bug things that you can s stick into your face instead to give you different powers. Sick. Do they change up your cyber tribal tats? Uh, no, they're always the same. Okay, yeah, I'm looking. I'm watching a trailer right now. Yeah, yeah. He he gets those demonic tattoos. Now they're always the same. He gets a sick Tron body art. Basically. And he loses his shirt. Yeah, naturally. He got to show and, off the fucking ink. And, and spends the rest of the game just walking around all tatted up. Yeah. No, there's only one way to alter his appearance, and that only happens in one specific story branch. <laughs> oh, great. 
because as a demon, he is now forbidden from creating a world of his own, which means he has to find a cause he likes and uh, help them out. Or he can decide not to do any of that and remake the original world, or he can decide, you know what? I think I like just this being a demonic hellscape. We're just yeah. going to keep it like this. I'm a I'm big cool. fan of Fist of the North Star, so let's keep it like that. Yeah, basically. I want to be able to ha ta 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 ha people who annoy me. I can't do that if society is reinstated. And those were, those were the only paths in the original uh, PS2 version that was only released in Japan. But then they, they did, like Atlas loves to do, they did a re-release a year later. Which added uh, featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Of course. And also this entire this entire new plot line where there's this optional dungeon that you can just randomly go to at various points in the story. And if you clear it, then you decide, you know what? I'm going to join with the armies of hell and overthrow God. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds crazy. No, it sounds but, like uh, it sounds like SMT. It is SMT, and I'm like that. That I mean, that, that seems like it's an abrupt way to do things. But uh, every time you clear a floor, like you get a story dump of stuff that probably should have been explained in the original game, but wasn't. Dude, <sighs> they didn't do a great job explaining the original the original plot. There's like there's like this weird guy who you run into, who he keeps he, he keeps helping you out and sending you to places, and then just suddenly he dies. Like just without explaining without ex- explaining what he was or what he was doing. Did it ever explain what he was or what he was doing? Yeah, it's explained in an info dump that you get when you clear four or three of this optional dungeon that was added a year after the game. Where this one character is like, Hey, you know that weird guy you ran to a couple of times? Well, this is his actual deal. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Man, you know, they were still learning at the time. Yeah, I don't think that's an excuse because, like, we still we rag on companies for putting out unfinished games and then them releasing the real ending later that you have to buy. Yeah, and that just sounds like what this is. It is, hey, we made this game, we explained nothing. Now buy the second game and play through the only optional part in it, and then we'll explain what happened to the rest of the game. Yeah, we'll explain stuff. Eventually. Eventually. Oh, speaking of the original unfinished game, uh, if you buy it on Steam and you don't buy the the DLC, which admittedly is free, but uh, if you if you don't buy the uh, the day one DLC patch, which which is fr- which is free, so it's not they're ripping you off, uh, then you get to play the original game from uh, 2003, which doesn't have any of this stuff in it. Which was which was until then only released in Japan. So is that the? Because I'm looking on Steam, the only version on Steam is the HD remaster. No, you but the HD remaster, but then you'll see like Maniacs Pack, which is fourteen dollars. Oh, what's the one that's free? There are two. There is Merciful Difficulty and the Chronicle Pack. Yeah. Chronicle Pack, that's what it is. Okay, so yeah, Chronicle Pack is. Uh... The the free Raido Kuzunoha sets foot stuff. into the vortex world. Yeah, because 
There was a third version of Nocturne that was released only in Japan. Of course. Which, which, which to be fair, it came it came free with Devil's with Devil Summoner too. So it was just like a bonus. <sighs> that was only that was just a full price game. But and in this one, it replaced Dante with Raido Kusunoha from who is the main protagonist of Devil Summoner. And who basically does the same thing Dante does, which is basically like, hey, there's a there's a demon hunter out to get you. And it's either Dante or Raido, and then you fight him a couple of times, and he's like, hey, I'll join your party. <sighs> That's about it. So uh, this game sounds exhausting. It, yeah, kind of. It's it's exhausting until I played it, and I was like, this game was a lot shorter than I remember. <laughs> or I'm just. Or I'm just a lot better at navigating these dungeons and fighting these battles than I was 10 years ago. Because I, I was specifically because I was like, man. I really should play this because I loved the game when it first came out. But oh, God, I don't want to. It was exhausting playing it through the first time. I don't really want to go through all that again. And I was like, oh, geez, I'm almost done. I've only been playing it for like not as long as I thought I was. Oh, man. Like, am I good at this game or? Is it just a lot easier, or is it just that I know what to do now? Like, the SMT games, just from what little I have played of them other than Persona, just seem like so much more, like, granular than Persona is. Or, like, so much of it is... So much of it feels way more, like, complex like it requires actual strategy other than hit weak thing and then go harder until they die yeah basically like matador it was the bane of everyone's existence because he's he's like one of the first bosses in the game and uh people came into playing nocturne straight from like the backs of like ff7 and ff8 were just stab harder always <laughs> works and he's like and he's like, ah, I, I, he has a skill that raises his evasion to max. So oh, you can't hit uh, him ever. Uh. Oh, God, that sounds like hell. The only thing worse would be like, well, if he does, the only thing worse would be, would be if he does that. And then it's like, hey, guess what? Also, fucking Megadalon, fuck you. Well, no, but you just have to, you just have to have this, this spell to cancel stat buffs. Which most people wouldn't think to use because stat buffs in most other RPGs are completely pointless. Yeah, like it because like because when they I, barely do anything. But in SMT and Persona, like stat down is basically like the best way to win. <sighs> so many RPGs, like hey, hey, have this, like, hey guys, make sure to have this build where it's like, hey, here's gonna be, you gotta have one person on like stat stuff, and everyone's like, no, fuck you, I want to hit things. Yeah, basically. Like, the only time people will make a character who isn't built to hit things is the healer. And even then. Yeah, but people would run into him and he'd be like, ah, maximum buff. And they'd be like, why aren't I hitting him? I'm hitting attack over and over. This always works in FF7. <laughs> That's the only other RPG I played. <sighs> Oh, God. Another thing that's interesting are the factions you can join in the game. Because all of them are kind of stupid. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. 
So it's, it starts off with uh, the guys the teacher worked for, or the ones who ended the world in the first place. And they're like, we're going to rebuild the world and make it a world of stillness where nobody has any ambition and everyone is not going to wreck the world anymore. And then you have these other guys who are like, survival of the fittest. We want a world where everyone beats everyone up <laughs> and only the strongest can survive. Oh, God. And the first confrontation between these two factions is uh, the survival of the fittest guys running into the, the stillness guys' uh, base, beating up the two guards they have there, taking like the one thing they had, and then one, yeah, we won. We're so cool. Strollness forever. And then he it turns out it was booby trapped. Please tell me there are other factions than these two. Uh, yeah, there's one more. There's a faction where it's like, uh, everyone's just going to leave each other alone. Wait, what? And everyone has their own little bubble. Yes, yeah, it's like, we're going we're gonna to create a world where everyone has their own little bubble where they can do whatever they want, and nobody has to interact with each other ever. So your only options are bad, bad, and bad. Your only options are bad, bad, and bad, or recreate the original world. Okay. Or join the demons. <laughs> okay, so you have five options, four of which are bad. Yes. Arguably five, depending on your view on the world. Pretty much. But 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 it's just funny because it's like the the stillness guys seem like the worst faction, but they're actually the, they're actually the one that gives you the most perks to working with them. Because if you help them, you know, then then you get to skip a bunch of boss fights because they're like, oh hey, this guy's working for us. We're not going to fight you. And also, they give you a pretty decent demon just for free. Well, that's always and nice. And if you work with the people that, just, yeah, and if you if you work with the people who just want to be left alone, uh, the the uh, all the bosses still fight you because they're like, screw you, won't do what you tell me to. I'm going to fight this guy anyway. So then you kill them, and then the leader of that faction is like, hey, we all work alone. I'm going to work by myself, and then he goes off and gets himself killed. <laughs> Tight. And if you work with the survival of the fittest guys, they also insist on fighting you and hindering you every step of the way because survival of the fittest. Yeah, because they want to make sure you they want to make sure you're worthy to lead their kingdom. Yeah, because they're fucking dumbasses. And thus they all die and you get no help from them either. <sighs> I I can't figure out what I think about this game based on what you're telling me. Because it sounds the story, the story is not great. But then again, the story is kind of an afterthought to begin with. You're mostly there to fuse demons and you know kill stuff and look really edgy while doing it. <sighs> okay. For the record, for the record, I always pick the side with the demons. <laughs> okay. Because that's just you know. Also, that gives you, that gives you an extra boss fight after the final boss, so I decided to do that because the fi the final boss is like the thing that is is responsible for creating worlds. But if you side with the demons, then you decide you're not going to create any world, so you just destroy it. And then uh, then the Lucifer shows up, who is the leader of all the demons, because it's Shimagawa Tensei. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're going to fight to test your strength. And then after you beat so him, he's he, like, you're awesome, you're you're powerful. Well, you don't kill him. He's just like, he's like, we're just having a friendly sparring match. 
So even the fucking leader of the demons is survival of the fittest. Let's go. Yeah. Well, no, because he's not survival of the fittest. Let's go. He's like, I want to make sure you're good enough to help me. Yeah, because seems- after you beat him, he's like, okay, you're good enough to help me. Let's let's go fight God. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That is so, yeah. that is so funny. Just say, you cool? Hey, punch me as hard as you can. Let's see if you're cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's go beat up my dad. Let's go beat up God. And then he just, and then, and then it's just like shows the Demi Fiend just like marching towards whatever with all the demons behind him. Ooh. Also, if you start with Lucifer, you get glowing red eyes, which is basically the, the only cosmetic change you can get. <sighs> so, yeah, it's stupid, but it's fun. Okay, I probably don't, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Do you happen to know how long the game is? Like, average playthrough? Average playthrough? Um, If you know what you're doing, which you probably won't on the first, on the playthrough, but if you know what you're doing, you could probably knock it out in, like, maybe 40 hours. Okay, okay. Is, I will, that, is that is that long? Is I, that long or not long? I will never play this game. Yeah, probably not. Holy hell! Yeah, it's it's hard to say because I did a lot of like spent a lot of time just like fusing demons and stuff like that. <laughs> and it it was a lot. It was it's a lot shorter than I because the plot is a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be because usually just like hey do this. Meet a couple people. Okay, pick your faction. Okay, time for the final battle. Yeah, still, man. So, like, I mean, fucking... I, like, probably th- probably 30 of those hours was just running around the optional dungeon and killing things. Yeah, it still but sounds if, bad. It, yeah, if you, have no, if you have no idea what you're doing, it'll probably take you a while. Because uh, the game is really bad at telling you where to go next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. It is, it is an older style of a JRPG. Yeah. So it's basically like you just you just leave and go into a direction you haven't gone to and hope that the first thing you see is the next place you have to go. And at one point you have to like backtrack halfway across the map, and the game gives you no indication that that's where you have to go next. Ugh. So, I mean, it, it tells you where you have to go next, but it doesn't tell you where that place is. <laughs> and it turns out that place is like all the way back in the beginning of the game, and except this time you take a right through a door that was locked before. Oh, God. I'm never. I'm never gonna play this game. You're probably not. Yeah, nope. I didn't think you would. Just straight up, not ever gonna play it. Just watch people stream it. I don't think I'll. Basically I, I don't think the I'll, same experience. I don't think I'll do that either because the game sounds infuriating. Mm-hmm. Just having to deal with. Not even personally deal with. Just watch other people deal with these assholes. That is, that, that is true. Most of, most of the characters are not very good. They're all kind of jerks, but that's kind of the point. Because, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, and these are the same people that tried to end the world. So, you know. Yeah, but, like, 
in those style of in like that style of story, don't they usually like put in like, like it'll start out by like, hey, these people destroyed the world. They're all fucking nightmares. And then you go and meet a couple of them. And they're like, hey, we I, hey, I have been we have been trying to make the world a better place. But like all this other shit happened. And now here are our ideas. And one of these ideas could potentially be a good idea. But the ideas are. But the ideas are, hey, let's just make everything the jungle. Which no matter what you fucking anarchist fucking down with the state assholes think is a bad thing. Just that the survival of the fittest is bad. Put everyone in hermetically sealed bubbles so they can never interact with anyone ever. Well, they can. They just don't have to. So it's just the world. No, it's like it's like imagine if like you didn't have to interact with anyone ever again. You could just be like, I want some food, food. Food appear. Okay, I'm just going to stay here and never talk to anyone ever again. Okay, Some that, people would like that. But. Okay, that sounds actually a bit better. That actually sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way you were describing it, it sounded like, like the initial way you were describing it, it sounded like it was just, all right, we're going to put you all in your pods. That is, it is a featureless white room. And you're there forever. Okay, bye. No, it's not like that. It's, it's, but it's, it's just like, it's like, it's, but it's like, if nobody ever wants to interact with each other again, then nobody will. And, you know, since it's anime style JRPG, they're all like, but you need bonds with people or else life is pointless. Yeah, and but and it doesn't sound like those people are like, hey, we will never have bonds again. It's like, yeah, if you want, we can go find them. But like the majority of people will just be like, like that sounds actually fucking perfect. That is the perfect society. Just, just everyone's in a fucking pod, just hanging out, getting like, shit just like materialized in and it's like i want to talk to a person you go outside for like 20 minutes and say hi to your neighbor or something and then you go back in it's like ha ah, that's social interaction for the year like that is honestly just what i currently do well it's it's worth though it's worth knowing the guy who wants to create this is like a jerk who proceeds to refuse the guy that actually wants to help him create this and then goes off and gets himself killed. So yeah, not exactly great leadership there. When is leadership ever good? Just this all sounds, I mean, everyone in the game seems, I mean, all the demons seem to like really like Lucifer. So his leadership is good. I guess. Yeah, but those are the demons. That's true. Who, after they kill God, what's the plan? Um, like step one, get the Demophene. Step two, kill God. Step three, question mark. Step three is to free the free the multiverse from God's tyranny and see what happens. That's step two. Remember, this is this is SMT, so God is kind of a jerk. It's. Not to get political, but hey, look at reality. God's kind of a jerk. Yeah. If you read most no, Bibles, I mean, God's kind of an asshole. No, no, I mean God is like really God is like a, a evil control freak. Yeah. Who like frequently frequently purges universes. Yep. 
and and wants and wants uh, everyone to do nothing but worship him all day. Yes. I don't think all Bibles say that. I, the popular ones do. Well, yeah. Like there was no Jesus here because God would never sully humanity with his son. Which is probably why Jesus is not an SMT character. Yeah, probably. As far as I know. Yeah, so the demon plan is step one, get Nemethine. Step two, kill God. Step three, question mark. Step four, prophet. Basically. Yeah, that's... It's, it's, it's uh, well, like step, step, step two, kill God. Step three, see what happens. I feel like the question mark properly gets that because it's not a... Like, a plan... Seeing what happens isn't a plan. We're going to do this thing. To what end? Because. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Anything else about Nocturne? You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean... I'll end up with saying that the fact that the SMT universe is still moving would seem to imply that the big plan to kill God failed. So I'm assuming they didn't win that fight. Are the SMT games like connected at all, or is it, or is it like the, or is it like Persona stuff where it's just each game is so wildly different than the others that they're just all basically separate universes? Um. They're separate universes, but they're a multi. They are, but they're a multiverse. They're a multiverse where that one god is implied to oversee all of them. Okay, because because like because like one of the characters is straight up like, yeah, he reincarnated from Persona two from uh, SMT two. Okay, and and Persona's origins, you know, because because even even though they even though they don't they don't like to acknowledge that the the games are all existed, technically they are. You know there is a there is a clear timeline for one game. It's it's just it's just like hey, why don't they ever talk about those horrible things that happened a couple of years ago, and why don't the characters from other games ever show up? And the answer is because Atlas doesn't want them to. <laughs> and uh, that all spun off from a game called uh, Sir Megami Tensei If, which was yet another alternate Shin Megami Tensei plotline. And then, after that, uh, the Persona the Persona universe came after that because in Persona in Persona One and Two, a recurring character is the main character from Shin Megami Tensei If. So they are they are technically part of the same multiverse. Well, okay then. They've never done it. They've never done anything with it yet. They're probably never going to, but they they are they are indeed like part of the same. It's like Marvel, I guess, or or like DC, like DC and the the multiple Earths. It's like that. Okay. So Persona Verse is like Earth P, and like the the main SMT games was like the the main Earth. I guess that's one way to look at it. Okay. So there you go. Well, at least that's and some also, amount of thought put into it. And also, Devil May Cry is apparently part of this universe, too. Devil May Cry is a part of every universe, man. Basically. 
I think I, I think they will. I'm pretty sure that the people from Dead May Cry are like, no, this is canon to the story. <laughs> like, but between two, between two and three, Dante went off to have an adventure with Demi Fiend, and then he went back to Devil May Cry's universe. <laughs> I would actually be interested. Like, okay, in, I'd actually want... be interested to know if there was any like reference to SMT in later Devil May Cry games because of that. I don't think so. The only reference is that one of the de- the Devil Trigger form in three. And the one that Virgil always has was done by the SMT Devil Designer. Okay. And that's why Dante was in there in the first place because they made a, they made a little agreement that he, hey, have him design some some uh, monsters for us, and we'll let you use Dante in your game. And like, hot damn! Except for the HD remaster, that contract had long since expired, so they had yeah, to pay naturally. for the Dante copyright. <laughs> Which is why, which is why Dante is now paid DLC, <laughs> and, At- and Atlas was like, "Sorry, but we had to pay for the copyright this time. So the only way we could afford this is if we charged you to make him DLC. If you if you if you don't want Dante, then you can have Rido for free." Well, that was nice of him. Yeah. Also, I think I think Rido was banned in like Korea. <laughs> Because because he because the uniform he wears is like an old style Japanese schoolboy uniform, which is like kind of which kind of looks like the Imperial Navy's uniforms, and they're sensitive about that from you know all the World War Two stuff. Yeah. So for I think I think when the game first came out, like Rido was banned, so. I, I think that's why the that's why the Steam version doesn't have Dorado in there by default because that's the international version, and like they had to make it so that the countries that, that were going to ban Rido because they don't like the Japanese, you know, could just have the same base game. So if you lived in Korea when this first came out and you didn't pay for Dante, then you got the gimped version of the game. Yes, according. But I think to, they've since changed it. Yes, according yeah. to uh, Sega Asia. Um, the uh, Raido Kuzunoha and Goto will not be appearing in the Asian edition of SMT3 HD, which includes China and South Korea, due to historical issues between Japan and other East Asian countries, uh, like China, Taiwan, and Korea. I'm probably going to get shit on from some if if people listen to this. Someone from China might be like, hey, he called Taiwan. A c- he referred to Taiwan as a country. Oh, my God. Which I... They're going se- to send assassins after you. I'm going to have to make a TikTok where I speak in Mandarin and apologize to China. That's a John Cena joke. So, yeah, I, th- I think in South Korea, they eventually changed their mind. And like, like, no, never mind. You can have, you can have him if you really want. Because a lot of South Korean gamers were like, we don't really care. <laughs> like that's that happened years ago. We don't really care. <sighs> I don't know about China, but China's banned a lot of games this week. So you know. Oh yeah, they. Fuck they. They they would not surprise me if like. Hey, this character who is a this character who is in the game bad kind of looks like one of our political leaders. Ban the entire game. Ban Winnie the Pooh. 
Get that fucking bear out of here. That's why that's why they think Winnie the Pooh had such a minor role in Kingdom Hearts 3 where he basically only shows up in one optional mini game. <laughs> and that was so that like and that was so that like if China straight up just banned it, they could just, you know, cut that segment out of the Chinese version. <sighs> we need to talk about we need to talk about anything else, please. Okay. So there was another game I I was gonna I wanted to talk about like a year and a half ago, but Cave wouldn't let me because he hadn't played it yet. But Cave's not here, so yeah. So sorry, Cave, if you're listening to this, you might want to skip this part <laughs> because I'm going to talk about Dragon Quest Eleven, which, as of two years ago, you hadn't played. I don't know if he has yet. If it never came up. But I was I was just playing some of it the other day, and I was like, you know, I never really got to talk about this the first time around because Kay was like, no, don't talk about it. I oh yeah, it. okay, so I did play this one. You played Dragon Quest Eleven? Yes, I did. I the got game. I got up to. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the point in the plot I got up to. Uh, it was after it was after we got like the rogue guy back after he left for a bit. Like the tree just like the the world just exploded or something, and then we were in like the bad. Oh, yeah, land. yeah, 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 yeah. That part. And then I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm good," because it was like, because it was like, "Hey, sick, get your party, and get ready to grind." My favorite, really to, my favorite party video games. The you really need to grind in Dragon Quest that much, to be honest. I don't know, man. I was, I mean, I was able to beat the game or, well, beat part of the game just with like the regular levels you were getting from just running through places. I'll probably fucking wait till the game goes on like a Steam sale for like 10 bucks, then buy it then and try to play through it. So, so you got up to the part where the world exploded and you got Eric back? Yeah. All right, so should I talk about what happens after that? I do not care. Okay. So, so after you get Eric back, you find out that one of your party members actually died when the world tree exploded, which was the <laughs> little girl. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fucking of course. Of course the baby died. Yeah. So, so you don't get her back. Instead, her, her instead her sister gets her abilities and becomes like a, a black and white magic using mage. Why? Which is actually pretty cool, uh, because you need I don't know because they don't, I guess they they you needed someone to do black magic with I guess. No, like I, I know I know why you needed someone to do black magic with. I just. I'm just wondering why they felt the need to kill off one of the characters and then give the different character that character's powers. Well, there's a reason for that. Because, uh, so, after you beat... Alright, well, so while all this is going on, in, in the midst of going to beat Mordigan, who was the, the the evil guy who was possessing the king, because you, you remember at the beginning of the game, you're like, I'm the chosen one. I'm going to go talk to the local king and he'll help me on this quest. And he was like, kill the demon. It's all his fault. Yeah. And it's because he was possessed by the big bad evil guy, Morgan. Yeah. 
which 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 you find out when uh, when the night when the one night guy brings him to the tree to to show him like hey this is proof of that guy's treachery and then he's like oh i know <laughs> i am morgan <laughs> and he takes your magical takes the magic holy sword that the hero was going to get and blows up the tree tight yeah so so short, shortly after you find out that Veronica, the little mage girl, died and her sister gets her powers, uh, this black evilly thing appears in the sky, which looks like a UFO type of thing. And uh, and then Morgan just shows up and blows it up. <laughs> but this is important later. Because after you beat Mortigan and you've apparently beaten the game and got the credits ending, and then you're like, man, it's really sad that Veronica died, though. And then, and then there's like, well, there is this there is this hidden tower to the north called the, the Gate of Time. That's a shame Veronica died. Yeah. Just, so you just go, it is a shame that Veronica died. Because <laughs> I remember not being a fan of her. She's she is kind of annoying. I'm actually trying. I'm actually trying to remember. Like I think when I finished, like when I stopped playing that game, the party that I had spent the most time playing as and with was Eric Rab, Robert. If I can, I pronounce his name, the old yeah. man, the old man, and the kick girl. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that was the party that I gravitated towards. And occasionally I would bring in the fucking, like, super flamboyant, like, performer guy because I like bards. And he was fun, but my main my main core was Eric Rabin, Punch Lady. That's about right. Although, once, it, once the knight joined up, I actually really liked using him. Because, you know, he can use axes and has a shield and has defense stuff. Yeah. Also, he was kept a surprising secret because like he's not he's not on the box art. He's not on the loading screen. So they kept they, they kept it a secret that, oh, yes, that knight that spends most of the game trying to kill you actually joins the party at the end. Yeah, that that, that is he impressive that they managed to keep that much of a secret. Yeah. So anything else? There's another. There's another game that had a, that, that that had a party member where uh, like they they kept it a secret and like everyone tries to like not spoil that for people that are playing the game. I forget what it's called. I forget what it was. I think it's like a character that like dies like five minutes into the game. Remember what game it was? Oh hey, uh no I don't. Outstanding. Throwing a blank for some reason. I just, I just know they're just like, oh yeah, this character dies five minutes into the game, and then they come back towards the end, and they're like, hey, I survived. <laughs> just, hey, I'm good. But didn't the, yeah. did, he, did he get nuked? Nah, it missed. Nah, yeah. Nah, don't worry about it. It was only a scratch. That was not your whole bloody arms off.
It's like it's, it's like I, it's like the, I remember there's been one game where like a guy has a special attack animation that like causes an explosion that can be seen from the moon, except that it can also miss. <laughs> in which case, the character just jumps out of the way. In which case, the character just jumps out of the way, and there's still an explosion that can be seen from space. And it's like, oh yeah, I dodged it. Yeah, that's that's D and D logic. It's like, all right, you get hit, all right, you get caught in the middle of a fireball, right? Make a deck save. I succeeded. I have evasion. You take no damage. Just in the middle of a field, you did a backflip so sick the fireball couldn't hurt you. Aha. Want to see me do a flick ba- sick backflip? Hey. Prefer if you didn't. Nice. Yeah. Want to <laughs> see, dr- see me drown the world in darkness? Yeah, sure. Wait, what? <laughs> you just do a sick backflip, but as soon as you land, just darkness spreads out from underneath you. Darkness. Like it's fucking Kingdom Hearts. Basically. I'm pretty sure that it, that actually is a Kingdom Hearts parody. Yeah. So he's like, wanna see me wanna see me drown the world in darkness. Wait, what darkness? <laughs> One of my favorites was like a the Jello Apocalypse, so this is basically Kingdom Hearts video, where instead of darkness he replaced it with bees. <laughs> you can replace darkness with bees and it'll make this <laughs> much much as the same sense. Do it, Sora. Become a beekeeper. You can have all this power and more. Yay! Because it was Kermit the Frog saying that. Jello Apocalypse. <sighs> I like how pe- I like how people specifically sponsor him. Yeah, to, to make do fun of their videos shit. of their stuff, knowing full well he's going to trash it mercilessly. Yeah, fuck man, Butch Hartman. Creator of Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, and one of the men le- the least likely to accept criticism of his work, yeah. appeared in it. So this is basically on Danny Phantom. Yeah, they right. they, they had tra- Trails of Cold Steel like yeah, Trails of Cold Steel Four sponsored a video of him making fun of Trails of Cold Steel, making fun of Trails of Cold Steel, and also like having the actual actors involved, like just. <laughs> poke fun at their characters like the, the the guy who played reen like did did like the meme thing where he he breaks down at the thought of thinking of that one guy who died <laughs> they turned me into a bird reen i'm a seagull <sighs> that's not referencing other people's good jokes that's not for yeah it's not for us think other things things is better than us so anyway so so back to dragon quest so after it's a shame Veronica died, even though clearly many people were not were not sorry to see her go. But the party is. Yeah, it's always great. It's always great. We're like, sick. The character's dead. Why is everyone sad? Wait, what do you mean you liked her? So basically, they they go to this this guardian of time. He was like, yeah, I can send I can send the, the main character back about a year. You know, but then none of this will have happened. And only they will have memories of this this timeline where everything was destroyed and you came together to save the world. And they're like, well, that's sad, but I guess we can do it. <laughs> so 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 the so so the luminary. Uh, goes back to the end of Act One, right before, right before you go up to the tree and get it blown up. 
and yeah. uh, and this time this time he knows that one guy guy what i was just gonna say like you can sit back in time but because luminary doesn't talk he can't tell anyone what, what happened he can't he, he 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 can't tell anyone what happens uh and and he, he he keeps this level, but everyone else gets reverted back to the level that they were at at that point in the game when you go back there. Ugh. And also their items. Ugh. But you but you bring back your items from the future so you can just re-equip them. It also it also means whatever whatever items they had on them get doubled. So you know, if you load them up with a bunch of rare things, then they'll get doubled <laughs> when you come back. Wow. Exploit, exploit. <laughs> So wait, like, do you, so did you have to like before going through the gate? Do you have to like de-equip your party with everything so you can carry it through, or when you go through, yeah, do just, you do just, you just suck all their shit with you? Yeah, you just suck all their shit with you. Because as you're being pulled back in time, just every it's like Eric's holding on to these sick daggers and is like, oh, he's going back in time. I'm gonna miss him. Hey, where are my daggers going? Yeah, basically. No, stop! I need those. They're my personality. I mean, it's implied. It's implied they all get wiped from existence as a timeline that never happens. So, you know. Yeah, but like, there, there's an entire other story that someone's probably written where the luminary goes back in time, but that timeline doesn't get wiped out, and so now it's just them. So now it's just the rest of the party without any of their shit existing in the post-apocalypse. Yeah, wait, missing the luminary. Yeah, entirely missing the luminary and missing every piece of equipment they have. Yes, uh, I know. I know somebody has done somebody's done a fanfic for that. Yeah, actually, not the missing not the missing every piece of equipment part, but they were all like, "Oh man, I missed the luminary." I was so gay for him. Didn't you know that? Like just straight up, like this. I know, is- I, I, I know it's not, I know it's not shown in 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 game or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, we were bros. We totally had a yaoi thing going on. <laughs> yeah, it was guys love you know. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, like th- that. That entire setup is actually like a massive plot point in like a actual play show I watch called Kolok, where like the entire the entire town these people these kids are in gets destroyed, and then one of them ricochets back in time to right before it blows up. They stop it from blowing up. And it's like yes, that timeline, that other timeline doesn't exist. But then it turned out that other timeline kept going, and so then all the characters from that timeline started trying to invade the current timeline where things are fine. It was like, I want to go back to where things are okay. Yeah, just straight up. It was a... Kolok is going to be coming back soon, so please, if you're... In, if you're, in, if you're if you, Watch Kolok. It is very good. Also, check out Cursed Destiny, our, th- our show. Ah, uh, yes. Episode 3 is coming out uh, in... Little over two and a little under two weeks, and that's and that's all we're gonna. And that will be that that will be it for a while because Cave got COVID. Because yeah, because Cave Cave got COVID and also got hit by a storm. Yeah, a hurricane blew COVID into Cave. <sighs> Anything else about Dragon Quest? So after you try. Uh well yeah because I'm I was the, the point I was trying to get is so you go back in time. Uh, you stop the guy from blowing up the world tree, because that the, there's that one jerk who ambushes you, but here you beat him up because the luminary knows he's coming, 
Interestingly, Luminary doesn't say anything about any of this because he can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he basically he basically he just he just like, what are you doing? Why is why is it like you're waiting for something to happen? And then he just attacks the guy. <laughs> and then the king shows up and then the, the possessed king shows up. But because the guy he sent to ambush the party was already knocked out, he has to like keep up appearances. <laughs> and be like, oh yes, I'm so I'm so glad you beat you beat that one bad guy and have taken the sword and the tree is perfectly fine. This is great news. Just has one hand on the side of his head to keep his horn from popping out too early. Yeah, it's, it's like this is great news. Come back to my castle for a party. <laughs> I know. And of course, he- I know that's not how it's played, but I would very much like it. I would very much like it if in one of these games where there's there's like some like evil mastermind like like puppeteering things from behind the scenes and then something completely unexpected happened and he's just like, ah, yes, I can think on my feet. Um, Come back to the castle. Things are going good there. Yeah, well, he invites you back to the castle to have, to have a feast on your honor and then he just like tries to attack you during the night. That's his, that's his steps, his brilliant plan. <laughs> his master plan. The ancient evil plan. being Mordigan can think of nothing better than wait there asleep and stab him. Yeah. It doesn't work. Of course it fucking doesn't. And you kick his ass rather and you kick his ass rather easily because he didn't have he didn't have the ability to absorb the power of the tree and take the hero's sword in this timeline. <laughs> so also the hero has two swords of light because he so after 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 Gamorgan steals uh the sword of light from the tree in the in the alternate timeline, the hero gets the stuff to forge a new one. And he brings it back with him to the past, and then he takes the one he was supposed to get in the first place. So now, so he can dual wield the one of a kind legendary sword with the power of uh, you know the ancient heroes in them, because yeah. he ha- he has two because of timey wimey shenanigans. Yes, yeah, so now he can now he can unlock the ultimate power of dual wielding. It is like Kingdom Hearts. It is like Kingdom Hearts. Well, he could always dual wield. It's just that like uh, now, he, but now he can dual wield special. Now, yeah, now 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 he has two versions of the one of the kind, <laughs> the one of the kind legendary sword because he took one from w- one timeline and one from the other. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious! So you kill Mordigan and think everything is great, and uh, yeah, hey, remember? So remember back when that thing came appeared in the sky and Mordigan showed up and blew it up? Sure. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he can't do that now. So this, so this ancient evil from this, from space shows up and becomes the new final boss <laughs> because you killed Mordigan before he could get powerful enough to destroy it, and he knew it was coming. So act, so act three, with uh, your your main character having twice level everyone else and two legendary swords, is to basically stop this new ancient evil that you inadvertently released onto the world by going back in time to save Veronica. And also, also because, and also because Veronica doesn't die in this timeline, her sister doesn't get her power and instead becomes a better white mage. God damn it, Veronica. Yeah. You fucking jackass. You're ruining everything. You brought about, you brought about the Eldrazi. Basically. And also the night guy joins you again, even though his whole character development was erased. But he's like, well, you know what? 
You, you seem s- like decent folk. I'll join you and help you out. It's like, oh, what's that? Two holy swords? Uh, you guys are cool. Yeah, basically. And that's it. And then you you basically well, you grind everybody up, and by grind everybody up, I mean you do this one short side quest, and then everyone gets raised to the level they were at when you went back in time. <laughs> it's just that easy. And and gain and gain all of these skills that they learned from the alternate timeline that they couldn't have possibly have learned in this timeline. Like, like, you know, you know how Rab, like he, he, he went through that like bunk training on the mountain for a month where he yeah. like completely wasted away to nothing. So he can learn how to shoot Kamehameha's. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, okay. So he's like, Oh, I, I can do that again. He's like, how did I learn this technique? <laughs> Does he actually say that? Sure. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't say those exact words, but they were like, "It's, it's like, like it's weird." I, I feel like I've learned things that I've, I don't think I knew before. <laughs> oh, that's great. Which includes Rab learning how to how to throw Kamehameha's and Jade learning how to turn into a demonic bunny girl. Yeah, yeah, because of course, of course, she does. Like the demonic thing is fine, just, just the bunny girl. Yeah, I know the context and story. It's just the context is stupid. <clears throat> it also, doesn't really make any sense why everyone turned back to normal except Jade. She can still turn into a demonic bunny girl whenever she wants. Yeah. So, and also they released a new version, like a year or two later, which I haven't actually played. Because I'm like, well, I still have the old game. I might as well just play that. Um, Does it, but add- it has some additional features. Uh, I was just going to ask what it added. Okay, it has some, addi- it has some additional features, like some other side quests. Uh, there's a bit between the world tree blowing up and the Act 2 starting, where like each character has a side story where you play as them. Huh. Well, okay. Rab, Rab, Jade, Eric, and the flamboyant guy, Silvando, do. And the two sisters don't because you know one of them just died and they want to they want to hide that for a while. One of them just died and the other is boring. The other is boring, and the night guy hasn't been revealed as a party member yet, so he doesn't get to do anything either. So, so it's so it's just a, a couple of your party members have a short side story where you just play as them. So it's just the good party members. Yes, just the good party. I I, I like Hendrick. I think Hendrick's pretty cool, but uh, he doesn't get a side story either. And also, you can play 2D mode, which is where the entire game becomes like a, a 16-bit Super Nintendo Dragon Quest game. Just like, like I always wanted. Around. Yeah. Uh, apparently, well, apparently, it's a big deal in Japan because Dragon. Remember, in Japan, Dragon Quest oh, yeah. is like a religion. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Quest. Like people, people schedule things around Dragon Quest launches. Mm-hmm. And they really like that old that old school 2D like 16 bit. I can understand to an extent, like it's a good look. 16 bit art is fun. Yeah. But like, hey, it's like, hey, we like, hey, check it out. We took this game with like you know all the modern shit, and then we made it all 16 bit. Yeah. And there's there's a couple of additional dungeons that you can only play in the 2D mode 
and that's about it. It's it, it was basically it basically like it was just stuff they re they released for the Switch, which didn't get uh, in the they the Switch didn't get a Dragon Quest at all. The 3DS did, which was only released in Japan and had the 2D version of the game, and then also like uh, a version of the game which was 3D but not quite as good as the PS4 version. So like weird like blocky kind of graphics. I guess is one way to describe it. And that was never released outside of Japan because the 3DS was dying by then. Yeah, I think the version so I, think, they, I think the version I actually played was the uh, like updated version for the Switch. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, then uh Yeah, I, I remember I you should have known that part. It's been like it's been 2 years since I even That's thought true. about that game. It it came out a while ago. Like I remember so, that I remember that there were like I remember that there was like a an area you could go to where like it would be hey here are some like hey we made things we made things like old Dragon Quest stuff you're all sixteen bit yeah, and the party's the just falling behind you like snake yeah but you could play the whole game like that I don't know why you would personally I don't know why you would either but but you can and that will if you really want to that and that will awful. satisfy the nutters. Every time, every time you switch from 2D to 3D, like you could get set back apart because certain parts of the 3D game don't exist in the 2D version. So, like, you can potentially lose an hour of playtime by being sent back to the the most recent way to to jump on to the the switch point. Supposedly, I've never I've never played the switch version, so I don't know. I just just something I heard. Yeah, I, and I, also I, apparently, apparently the apparently the updated PS4 with the switch stuff also looks better because it's it's not running on the switch yeah which had to sacrifice some graphical power to get it all on there shocking i yeah but i don't with know how powerful the I switch is i thought it would have been able to run at 4k no so man i mean maybe someday i'll feel like playing the updated version but uh for now i was happy with the one i had well righty so that is all. Alrighty, I have some stuff. Uh, three of which are going to kind of bang out immediately, just because all of them came, all of them kind of fell into the same like path of me installing them and uninstalling them. Oh God, you do that a lot. Yeah, I do, but I own the games, so fuck it, whatever. So I, did you at least try for a refund? No, because I've owned the games. For like, I've owned the games for like three years. Oh, okay, it's a little too late for that. I I know on Steam, if you play a game, hate it, and uninstall it, you can get a refund. Yeah, usually. And I do that, and I do that a lot. Like I'll check. Like I did that with um my mom one year. My, my mom one month was like, "Hey, I want to buy you a video game. You pick one. I will tell me how much it is. I'll send you the money. You can just buy it." So I was like, "All right, sick. Let me check. Let me check what's on there." And I got uh the Outer Wilds. That game caused me to have a panic attack because I was float because it left me floating in space, in the horrible void after falling through a black hole, and I'm like, okay, I can't play this game or I will have a heart attack. Why do? You, are you afraid of ending up in space in a black hole? No, but just the idea of being in a completely being in like a confined spacesuit, floating through the void toward a planet that is hundreds of kilometers away. 
as you watch your oxygen tick down to nothing. In a space that we, in a space that has been confirmed in some degree to have alien life existing around it. And also, I know about the anglerfish thing. Is, is, is that the game? That, so, so the game of Outer Wilds is you are a, you are from like a spacefaring people that is, that is going out into the planets around you in your solar system to try to find evidence of this ancient alien society and their quest to search for the eye of the universe while you are trapped in a time loop with the universe about to die in 20 minutes. So essentially, you were okay. just on a, so essentially you were just on a 20 minute loop of finding out information, examining and searching through uh, like like researching mysteries that you find throughout the throughout the throughout the solar system, and then eventually getting all these answers and figuring out why you are trapped in this time loop, what's happening to you, and also maybe the center of the universe or the eye of the universe. But fuck it, I don't know what the eye is because I only played the game for like an hour and a half. But I know that like there is a section, you, uh, the section of the game that you have to go to, where the world constantly falls in and out of this like incredibly murky water, and inside that water is a fucking like leviathan-sized anglerfish monster. And I already don't like I'm the. Pro- I'm still trying to process the whole floating in space with your oxygen ticking down. How do how do you go from that to on a planet? So, or does, or or did that mean like you messed up? Um, kind of. So one of the planets that you go to, one of the planets like that you that you explore, has a black hole at the center of it that is destroying the planet. You can okay. fuck up. You can fuck up a jump and fall into that black hole. At which point you are ejected from a white hole on basically the other side of the solar system. And then you just wait to die. Uh, no, you. If assuming that you still have enough oxygen, you could potentially make it back to the planet end of your ship. Or you can just restart the loop. I, I believe there is a suicide button. But it's like I so much so much of that game is just vertigo and anxiety to me, and I just couldn't get into it. I know your whole thing that like you're weird about experiencing anxiety and stuff, but it's real and it will fuck you up. It seems like a weird thing to have anxiety about. Like, man, I'm I'm, I'm anxious about being in space with my oxygen ticking out. I'm like, I don't think that's ever happened to you and probably never will. Yeah. Hey, guess the fuck what? Anxiety doesn't matter about that. It doesn't care what's real. I have so much anxiety about imaginary shit i have worked myself up into a fucking lather having an imaginary conversation with a person that doesn't exist it don't it don't fucking matter okay you couldn't just be like you don't exist go away bye no because anxiety doesn't care it's like hey did you think about an anxiety inducing situation guess the fuck what buddy you people with your fucking not broken brains don't get it. I mean, I had an anxiety attack when I was freaking out about my health a couple months ago, but that was about it. And then I just attached a pulse meter and like calmed myself every time I saw my heart rate going up. And then eventually I got over it. Yeah, that don't work with me. I, 
I've had anxiety about buying groceries. Yeah, you guys like your instant checkout stuff and not having to deal with the cashiers. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work like that down here. Anyway, that's enough about this. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, I went off a bit of a tangent there, but with the story, so it started with XCOM two. I. Ha- I own both the like I own like actually all of the uh re- like modern XCOM games. Mm-hmm. I have XCOM one, XCOM two, um, XCOM Chimera Squad, and the XCOM shooter that I've just acquired over the over the years. But I've never beaten a single one of them. So you just hoard them. It's not a matter of hoarding them, but just like I get them from because I get like bundles and shit. Like I get like the humble bundle, and then hey, there's an XCOM in it. I mean, I have a bunch of games I haven't finished either, so it's not like it's that. Yeah, and I've tried like original XCOM a bunch, but I usually get to a point where I either like have half my party die, or I just get to a mission where I just cannot progress because of because like all right, so hey, you get here is your entire party. They are horrendously bloodied and beaten, and you cannot, you literally cannot wait the days it takes for them to heal. You literally have to go on a mission now, and if you don't, then you will lose the game. So I have to send a bunch of fucking squaddies out there who have no fucking abilities. And then they all die, and the mission fails, and the game ends. I hate it when games are like, hey, you have to use these characters that suck. Yeah, I, 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 I am so bad at XCOM. I soft lock myself every time I play it. And so I was like, okay, it's like, hey, hey, didn't you, didn't you realize this minor character that like you got ten stages ago, but uh, you don't use because they suck? Hey, didn't didn't you know in advance that uh, they were going to be all by themselves in a stage, and if you didn't level them a certain amount, you're not going to be able to complete it? Well, why not? Yeah, we made it so obvious. But yeah, so I, I I tried like XCOM 1 a bunch and just kept fucking over, over and over again. So I'm like, all right, let's go into XCOM 2. Let's try this. They've made some improvements. Let's get into this. And it was okay for a while. But then the XCOM thing happened where you have a 79 hit percentage and you don't and you never hit. It's like, hey, you have a 99% chance to hit. Oh, you hit the 1% where you didn't, so guess the fuck what? You're fucking fucking shot. I I hate when RNG just hates you. Yep. And I think the moment where I was like, okay, I'm fucking done, was it was like my highest ranked soldier ran up on a fucking enemy with a shotgun had a 96% chance to hit, missed, and then died. At which point I shut off the game and uninstalled it. Being in a bad mood, I then made the very wise decision of, hey, let's try a game that I haven't played yet before. A game called Paradise Killer, which, for the purpose of disclosure, I was supplied this game at request by the people doing PR for the game. 
I was supposed to do a video on it when it came out. I did not. Because of anxiety. And then never got around to playing it. But I wanted to. I wanted to like get in and try this game because it seemed interesting. Like it, like it was very well received by a lot of people who played it, and it was in a similar vein of like the Ace Attorneys and the Dong and Rampas and the and like those those other like mystery visual novel games. And the setup of it was fucking ridiculous because it was like like the setup of the game is that you are a like investigator on this island project run by like gods where like they will where they like where they are trying to make like the perfect island like they're, they're trying to make paradise but every time they make a paradise something fucks up so they scrap the island abandon it and go make a new one and it keeps happening over and over again and on like the 24th iteration of paradise the people who run paradise got murdered and so then you who was an investigator, but then got exiled for reasons that I don't remember right now. Gets brought in from exile to... Sounds like the worst episode of Fantasy Island ever. <laughs> yeah, and so then this exiled, this exiled investigator has to come back in and talk to and talk to people and, and interrogate and try to figure out alibis, who could have possibly gotten in, who could have done this, who could have done that, and try to figure out who murdered this council before this island that you're currently on gets wiped out because I believe this island was set to be wiped out. And so I got into it and I was in already in a bad mood from, from XCOM. So any minor nitpick I might have had with this game just got exacerbated in my mind to an actual problem. And so I ended up just, so I ended up just like playing the game for like, I think 30 minutes and then shutting it off. And uninstalling it because, like, I was just in such a bad state of mind playing it that I could not give it the actual proper. I couldn't give it a proper chance to actually get a real opinion on it. So I take it they won't be getting that uh, review on and or playthrough anytime soon. Uh, no, they will not. They will not. Which is a shame because again the game looks really neat. It, like it has this, like really fucking insane like eighties color palette where everything is like fucking super bright neon, but it's all done in like this interesting like polygonal style, and the characters all have like very modern art takes on them, but they're all like they have like insane designs. Like I think there's one of them which is like a red skeleton pimp. I think that's a character in the game. So, you know, he seems cool. I, the skeleton guy, say. And it, yeah, it's... I want to give the game a chance. I'm, so I've uninstalled it. I'm taking some time away from it. Getting getting enough distance that all, all my memory is completely wiped of it. And then giving it another proper chance when I'm in a better mood to try it. And when I am not currently in the middle of playing, like, fucking four visual novel investigation games. Uh, that might help, too. Yeah, because I also, at the time, was trying another playthrough of the Nonary games. Which is... Uh, you really like those visual novel investigation games. Yeah, I really do. I really do. Yeah, so the Nonary games, um, it's, part of the, it's, the, it's the first two games of the Zero Escape franchise. 
Um, they releases they releases a collection called the Millinery Games. I was specifically playing uh the Nine Hours, Nine Doors, Nine People, which is the very first Zero Escape game. Uh, where for those that don't know, nine people are kidnapped by some motherfucker named Zero, who has a vocoder on his voice so hard that I can barely understand a word he's saying. Because like a lot of visual novel games, this one is almost entirely voice acted. Seems to be a lot more common lately. Yeah, like in like in the actual like puzzle rooms that you're in, none there is no um there's no voice acting, but in almost everything else there is, which is very surprising. Because this is a port this is a PC port of a Nintendo DS game. Which I don't know if those memory cards had the data to hold a voice file. Probably some of them did. And yeah, so you you are the, the setup of the thing is you these nine people are kidnapped and they have bracelets on them, these watches, these watch things that all have numbers on them. And you are told, hey, you have to go through you have to go through these you have to go through these doors. They're all numbered, one through nine. And as you go through them, you have, to, you have to escape these rooms, otherwise you fucking die, and you have nine hours. You're also on, we're on a sinking ship, like this massive cruise liner on a sinking ship, and if we don't get through in nine hours, then the bombs we have inside of us will either go off, or the ship will sink and we'll all drown. It's all bad. I was going to say, so, so they're not going to evacuate the ship? Uh, the ship is already evacuated, it's an abandoned ship. Oh. There are nine people. It's a massive cruise liner that is completely abandoned, and any window is bolted up with massive steel plates, including the giant glass dome over the over the center uh, ballroom. Ah, so it's the saw version. Yes, but cleaner. Okay. Yeah. Cl- and yeah, so with this game specifically, there are like six endings. And one of the endings that you have to get, well, you you have to get one of the false endings in order to get the true ending, which I fucking hate. Yeah, I I know a lot of games that do that, where it's like, hey, you can't get the true ending until you're on you're on a multiple playthrough. Yeah, and I had to, like look up a guide to figure out like what ending to go through, and <laughs> apparently, apparently they do that because a lot of people will just watch the best ending and then not any of the other ones. <laughs> Like if I if I didn't enjoy playing the game, I would do that too. But I do I I I like the kind of a I don't mind the gameplay. It's it's like it's like escape the room point click adventure game, much differently. They're well, not much, but like a little bit different than the other ones, which are like more investigatory, like logic puzzles. Where it's like, all right, I got this evidence, and then this guy said this thing, but this, but that statement uh, contradicts this evidence I have, so I point that out, and then he goes to another lie, which is a bit different than, which is a bit different than, I found this key, I use this key to open this thing to get this card, which then I do math with, and then boom, the door opens. Because there are a lot of, there's, there's a lot of math in nine nine nine. Oh God, that I should never play it ever. Yeah, no. I'm very bad at math. And like, it is very bizarre math too, because it. Like one of the main like 
math mechanics of it is the digital root. Which is you take, which is to get, find the digital root of a set of numbers. You take all the numbers, add those numbers up. And then if it, then if it is a two digit number, you add those two digits together to get the final root. So the number can, so the root can only be numbers one through nine. And I learned that in school. I completely deleted that from my memory. You didn't because it is dumb. The digital root is not a real thing. It is a made up thing for this game, I think. Oh, okay, good. I I honestly couldn't tell. I'm like, is that real math? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I have a hard I have a hard enough time remembering real math, let alone game math. Well, doing addition is real math. And I just noticed actually I have a receipt on my desk that actually has the bottom numbers being nine nine nine. Which is very funny to me. Uh, and speaking of that, I actually need to take a quick break for a second. Uh, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so with, with 999, I was trying to go in and get the good ending, the true ending. Which, in order to do that, I needed to get the safe ending. And safe, not not safe as in, hey, this is the, this ending is safe. It is the ending involving a physical safe. Ah, uh, the safe ending. Yes. That's a, I don't know if that's a joke or... Nor do I. But in order to get like, it... Ah, we'll call it the safe ending and they'll think it's safe, but it's actually a safe. Yeah, but in order to get it, I needed to, like, go in and get a specific line of dialogue, which I couldn't figure out how to get, despite following the instructions of multiple guides. Primarily because I was misreading the guides. Like, because the way that they talk, the way, the way that the guides talk, at least the way that I read the guides, that I interpreted what they were saying, was the safe opened in this first line of dialogue. Because you, you go into one of the rooms with some guys, uh, and you find a safe. Then you have to complete the puzzle in the room, open, get the door open, then go back and check the safe again after having solved the puzzle. Now, what I thought would happen was, after I solved the puzzle, I would then go to the safe, and it would open. I was getting the line of dialogue I was supposed to, but I wasn't, but I wasn't getting the safe opening. So I reloaded my save four times in order to try to get this fucking safe to open. After the fourth time, I realized, oh, I've been doing it wrong, and I actually had the line of dialogue I was supposed to get the entire time. So that frustrated me to no fucking end. And then as soon as I actually figured out what I was supposed to do and get through it, uh, fucking the worst character in the goddamn game started talking to me. <sighs> oh, God. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about this. So, there are nine characters in the game. You are, you are the only character who uses his real name. Because everyone decided pretty early on that they'll use aliases. 
And the aliases are all derived from their wristwatches because like the watch thing they have on, each one of them has a specific number, which is used to determine like digital route in order to get into different rooms and complete the puzzles and everything else. Your number is five. But one of the other people who was kidnapped is a childhood friend of yours who then just told everyone your name before they decided to not have before everyone decided to hide their names. So you are the only person who is using his real name, Junpei. Everyone else is using aliases. And for the most part, the cast is fine. Um, there's a blind guy who is able to like, there's like, there's a blind guy who can like do, there's like, you know, heighten other senses and also really fucking smart and shit. Uh, there's a fucking like dude who looks like a fisherman, but talks like a fucking like New York tough guy. Uh, there's like an old cop. There's this old, like too old for this shit type of guy. Uh, there's a young girl who's like the younger sister of the blind guy. And while she can be a bit annoying, I she is understandable because she is a she is the youngest member of the cast who is involved in the situation, so her being the most freaked out is understandable. And then there's Lotus. <coughs> the fucking bitch. I hate her so much. She is immediately off on the wrong foot for me because we are in a life and death, we are in a life and death situation. We are told that this fucking place is filling up with water and in nine hours we will die. For the first three hours of the game, she refuses to do anything. Yes, those characters. If you try to do something, she will get mad and scream at you to stop. And then once we actually browbeat her into doing shit and move on, we then get we then get to a point where like, hey, we don't have all the watches because someone died, so we are just fucked. We need to leave one person behind. She's the one who brings this up. It's like, hey, we need to leave somebody behind. And we are not given the... And, like, she has been such a bitch throughout all of this. Just being the most unhelpful, the most... Just entirely... She has been more of an obstacle than the puzzle rooms. Like, it feels like her character is. Like, I have been doing everything I can to avoid her. Because every time I talk to her, I just want to fucking punch my screen. And then we get to the point where it's like, hey, we are... Okay, if we... We need to leave one person behind, otherwise we will not be able to progress. She brings it up, and then she's like, all right, all right, we need to leave someone behind. Which one of you who isn't me is going to volunteer? I just oh, assume you don't I assume you don't have the option to just You do not you do not have the option to say I nominate Lotus. By the way, she is Lotus because her number is eight. Eight points on a Lotus thing. I, I don't know. And you can you so you can nominate anyone but her to stay behind. No, you can't nominate anyone because Ace, the the number one guy, the old cop man, just decides. Yeah, I've injected myself with just like a fucking dick load of barbiturates. I'm gonna take a nap. You guys go ahead. Because after you clear the first room, you find yourself in a completely clean but empty, like, triage unit, in triage wing in the fucking ship, 
which has fully their like drugs and shit. He just injects himself full of morphine. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a, you guys go ahead. I'm gonna I'm just, I'm just, I'm just take a nap. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm missing my stories because I'm old. By nap, by nap, does he mean die? Yes, yes, he does. Ah, I figured. I assume. When I was trying to look up information on the other endings, I saw a thumbnail on a YouTube video where he was alive and holding a gun. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, and like at a certain point, you're like going through and like trying to like search for information. And then you talk to Lotus and she's like, hey, how about we betray everyone? Let's just you and me get out of here. And I was like, fuck off, bitch. I'm going I'm to go do something more productive. Like eat a sciz- like eat a pair of scissors or something. I don't know. So I'm going to go take a poop in the middle of the hallway. Just something productive. That isn't talking to you. Oh, I hate her so much. And yeah, so like after just a... This, this was like the third instance of just, hey... Let's irritate dead a bit in a when he's already in a bad mood. So I had to uninstall that game too. I will get back to it eventually because I I have the first three games. I think all the three. I think I think there are only three games. It's like it's nine 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 virtues last virtues that last end or something, and then time zero time dilemma. I think those are all the games that have been released for it. In this series so far. Let me actually check. To make sure I am. I've heard a zero time dilemma before. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's the most recent one. Yeah, it's nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Virtue's last reward. And then zero time dilemma. It was it was that was the game was released five years ago and there has not been a new uh, and has not been a new one since. Okay. So yeah, uh, I, I I've been enjoying these. I like these like escape the room style game. I, I like this escape the room style of gameplay. Um, I am interested in what exactly this is all leading towards and what the purpose of it is. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, from there, I. Hopefully it's not Jigsaw. Hopefully. Fucking hopefully. So I want to play a game. <laughs> the notary game, if specifically. Yeah, so from there, uh I just I'm still playing a bunch of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. This game's just still great. I finished up the first one and moved on to uh, part two resolve. Where I actually got to play as a Suzato, your assistant, who had who had to impersonate a lawyer. That was fun. I've been watching actually, like actually talking about going back to Jello. I've actually been watching him like stream, um, him doing like a blind read through of the Great Ace Attorney games. It was like him and his like cadre of voice acting friends. And, like, one of the things they point out with this game especially is that, that, like, really feels fresh and, like, good about it is the fact that the lawyer and his assistant are both, like, 
are both like equal levels of competence with each other. So it's not like one person's like a blump, like a like a blunt, like a blistering dumbass who then has to have the other one like wipe their like their baby ass or whatever. It's like two. I have to do everything for you. Yeah, it's like two people on equal footing with like different st- with like different areas of expertise, but but you have equal levels of hey, we are smart people, but also kind of dumbasses. Like in the second case with a uh, Herlock Sholmes, where he gets introduced, both of them are like sitting there and. We see that there. We see that like hey, there's this like pull cord where you pull it, and then the servants show up. Both of them look at it. And they're like, "We know, you know, we have to pull it, right? Yes, obviously, we have to pull it." Both of them are like super excited about the idea of like, "Hey, we pull this cord, and a servant shows up." And they pull. They both get disappointed when a servant doesn't show up. It's very fun. And yeah, getting to play as Suzado, kind of like removed from. Ryunosuke and getting to play her as her own kind of self, as her own person, as her own lawyer. Not as her own lawyer, as her friend's lawyer. But getting to see her be a lawyer was very fun. Yeah, is she a lawyer or just, just pretending? She is a judicial assistant who had to pretend to be a male student of law. In order to defend her friend, because within the within the Meiji era courts of Japan, women were not allowed to be in there unless they were witnesses or the defendant. I assume she had to disguise herself then. Yes, she disguised herself as um, she disguised herself as Ryutaro Naruhodo, uh, Ryunosuke's cousin. It went surprisingly well. No one was like, yeah, wait, a, you know, one was like, wait a minute, you're a girl. Like, actually, yeah, they, fall, they fall for that a lot and stuff like that. Like, that's the fun thing. The judge was in on it the entire time. You don't find out oh. that you don't find out that out until you beat until you finish the case. But the judge was like a friend of Suzato's dad and fully knew that Suzato was the one who was being a lawyer and was like, yeah, let's let's, let's run this out. See what happens. Yeah, it, nothing, nothing to actually point out. The judges in this game are all, like, competent. As opposed to how they usually are. Yeah, just just bumbling fucking morons. I'm, assume, I'm assuming because it's in the past. When they had more uh, respect for judges than they do now. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because apparently the reason they're all bumbling morons in Ace Attorney is because in Japan... Like judges are like just stereotypically seen as idiots. Why? Who don't really deserve their pos- uh something about the Japanese court system. You know, being a sham that nobody wants to talk about. Okay. I don't know a whole you know, lot as, about as law. You, as you no, well, no, but in Japanese law in particular is pretty like you know. It is a hellscape. Sketchy. Yeah, it's a hellscape. It's sketchy. It's it, it's the know, reason these like, attorney games kind of followed the path they did. Yeah, it's the re- it's the reason they're so popular is because they're they they talk about the, but like but where whereas in in the U.S. it's usually like the the incompetent lawyer who's like an idiot who doesn't deserve the money he makes, and it's it's not clear why uh, you know they're not they're not just being immediately thrown in jail for their obvious corruption and or incompetence. And apparently in Japan, lawyers are heavily respected 
And it's the judges that are seen as idiots. Huh. I did not know yes. that. Yes. So that is why in the Ace Attorney games, the judges are all incompetent morons who make, li- is make life as difficult for you as possible. Yeah. Uh, in this game, uh, the thing that makes life as complicated for you as possible is all the racism. Because this is Meiji era. Well, so when was the Meiji era? Was it like late 1800s, early 1900s? I do not know when. I do not know history. Uh, 1868 to 1912. Okay, yeah. So this was back at like. This is back at like the height of like modern British imperialism. Basically. So it was. So it's just a bunch of white people going, hey, isn't our country great? You weird backwoods. You weird backwoods Nipponese weirdos. I bet you go back to the land of the rising sun and fucking blow me. England forever. I'm trying to think of a way to do a USA chant but about England and I can't get the syllables right. No, it only works for USA. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's okay though. I don't think the I don't think the British would ever do that anyway. Yeah, they're too proper. They're too oh, that's proper something those barbaric Nipponese would do. They're too proper or too critical of their own country. Yeah. Yeah, like the Greatest Attorney Chronicles has been great so far, and I cannot wait to actually see where it goes and what this means for the future of Ace Attorney. Because like I fully don't know what happens next. Like, is are we going to be getting like a Greatest Attorney Chronicles three, or is it going to be Ace Attorney seven, or is it going to be Ace Attorney eight? Or jokes it, on you, it's going to be something completely different. It's going to be Miles Edgeworth Investigations three. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, from there, um, the last two games I want to talk about. Uh, one of them pretty quick that I want. I'm actually still playing. Both games were both games were games I got for free. Uh, yeah, I. Epic Game Store does a really cool thing where like every Thursday they have games for free. They swap out they swap out the games for like a week. And both of these games were games I got for free from that program. Um, first one being Ukulele. I got a bunch of them from the program, but like these are just the most recent ones I talk, want to talk about. Uh, so yeah, Ukulele, it was like the Kickstarter thing where it's like, hey, we're making a new Banjo-Kazooie game, but it's not Banjo-Kazooie for legal reasons. And the game came out a while ago, a couple years back, and everyone was lukewarm on it. So like, hey, I'll give it a try. You know, I haven't played a Banjo-Kazooie style game. I don't know if I like them. I don't know if I hate them. Let's see. Let's see if this let's see how this one plays out. And it was mediocre. Just it is I don't know if this is representative of the style of games, but if it is, I do not know why they were popular. This one was very boring. Like the only thing super reprehensible about it in terms of like mechanically is just the camera was really fucked. You, it, you had like a hard time controlling it. It would like just randomly move to weird angles and it didn't and like it never felt like it was really super responsive and like would give you a good angle on what you were looking at. But 
they get into the gameplay, and the gameplay is... It's fine. Like, the thing's just... The game, these game, this game is just a massive collect-a-thon, where you just... You go into hub... You have a hub world where the big storyline is, hey, I have the, we have this book. It's got all these pages in it. What an evil bee from a corporation stole our pages. We got to get them back. Let's go into these bigger books. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how. And this you go is with- like Banjo-Kazooie, but not. Yeah. Have you not been here? No, just, um, you lost me like a minute ago. I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to mentally catch up. Okay. Wow. We are in, we are in top shape today. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is a, this is ukulele. Yeah. I know that. Okay. And yeah. Like it's, it's, it's throwback to the old Banjo Kazooie style of just collect a thon games. Yeah, it's like you go into. It sounds like they wanted to make more Banjo Kazooie, but they couldn't. Yeah, I made that joke because of Rare. Yeah, this was the mighty number nine of Banjo Kazooies. Just people were like, "Hey, we, hey, you know those games you like? We're making another one, but it's legally different." Hey, we're gonna have John Tron in it. Oh wait, he did what? Okay, well, he's not in it anymore. It seems to be. This seems to be a popular thing. Yeah. Lately, Muddy Number Nine for Mega Man and that one game for Castlevania. Except apparently that game was good. Yeah, uh, Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Yeah, apparently Bloodstained was good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I mean, so I've been told. I haven't played. Like, I haven't played it. Like, yeah, and it makes sense. Like, the companies who own these IP aren't making these games, and there appear there's apparently a demand. So if someone can go out there and say, "Hey, we're making this style of game," people will throw money at it. Mega Man is popular. Castlevania is popular. Banjo Kazooie was popular. It was <laughs> until Nuts and Bolts came out. Yeah, and so like people will people want to play these kind of games, and if they're all like you, and if it's anything like ukulele, I don't get it. Because like there it's is desperate. It doesn't feel like like they. It feels like they're trying to inject personality into it. With like the dialogue and stuff, but it doesn't work because their dialogue isn't well written. None of it really flows. None of it feels like characters, and none of the and there is no voice acting. It's all just rap, 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 rap. Yeah. so you can't get any actual like intonation or character from any of it. And is the there world a character that constantly rhymes like Gruntilda. I do. I don't believe there is. Oh, thank God. And. There is all the worlds feel so disconnected and everything just feels it kind of feels like Fisher Price almost. Whereas, hey, we made toys for babies. Here you go. Get them. And nothing there's no hard edges to anything. It all just feels super rounded and boring. I can't really think of another way to describe it. Like, it just, it doesn't feel fun. It doesn't, like, like, the gameplay is competent, but isn't compelling. 
the story is non-existent because you don't need it. It's just this is just a framework for collecting things. But then the actual act of collecting things doesn't feel rewarding at all. Like n- none of the things that I've done have felt like challenges that I needed to overcome. They just kind of felt like checking things off a to-do list. Hey, we got to collect these things because he didn't banjo kazooie. Yeah, and like it's like the world, like the like the worlds themselves are decently sized. Like they're not they're not super small and tight where everything's like locked in together. They're um, but they're not so like massive that it feels like a chore to get anywhere. It just kind of feels a little boring moving from place to place because you're just moving. Uh, the worlds themselves, the one the the worlds that I have seen have been like, hey, here's jungle room. Like here's the jung here's the jungle area. Then here's the ice level, and then later on we'll probably get like a fire level or something. But it all is so uninspired. Each area has like one specific one area specific mechanic, where if you find this molecule, you can go over to the scientist who will then turn you into a thing specifically for that level. Um, in like the jungle one we were in, you turn into a plant, which can then like fart on other plants and make them bloom. Which will then give you a page somehow, and then the other one you can turn into a like snow truck, like a snowplow. And the controls don't like change in any meaningful way. You just kind of like changes your movement speed, and none of it feels none, none of it feels fun. None of it, the game is not fun at all. It is it is a fucking slog. It is a it is a completely functional, completely serviceable slog of just trying to fill out a fucking itemized list of things to collect. <sighs> yeah, I I uninstalled it pretty quick. Okay. But last game that I I've been playing and that I have been actually very much enjoying. Uh, a Plague Tale: Innocence. So I talked I talked about this game with James a little bit. You were there for that. Where I was like, hey, James, you might like this game for like a video thing you want to do. And he's like, oh, no, rats die in it. Oh, God. Yeah, for those that don't know, James. Plague, plague, plague and rats. Just just what he needs. Yeah. For those that don't know, James um, from from the gameplay series last night that we do, as well as a couple other things around the site. Uh, he loves rats. More than anything, I think. Yes, they're his favorite animal somehow. Yes, he is. He has had multiple pet rats. He will do everything he can to force a rat into a D and D game. He, if we if we come across a rat in any situation, he will do everything he can to, to befriend it. And if you do anything to slight a rat, he will hate you. If he is DMing and you anything to slight a rat, he will smite you like a mighty god. Yes. And so I was like, hey, A Plague Tale. That's a game about rats. There are a bunch of them. And it's free. Hey, you want to play it? And he's like, oh, rats die in that game. I'm like, are you sure? I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. In Rats of the Enemy, I don't know if you like there's an explicit scene of them dying. And he's like, no, yeah, I checked. And then I began playing it. And from what little and from what like I think I played like a couple hours of it now. Let me actually check if Epic Game Store like tracks playtime. Oh yes, I played it. I played an hour and twenty minutes. 
Uh, and from yeah, and from the hour and twenty minutes I played, um, I mean technically rats in the horde die because you because like their pathing fucks up and they kind of glitch out of existence, or they don't get out of the light fast enough and they literally dissolve into ash. So yeah, set during like the Black Death era of France. Uh, you are, uh, of course, everyone loves that era. Yeah, it's the best era. It's the best era. It's the, the best era of France, second only to when they were occupied by the Nazis. <laughs> and that's all people care about. Well, hey, let's not forget. Let them eat cake and lame is. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. So, so, so the, the three most popular eras in France are the French Revolution, and the Black Death, and when they were occupied by the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> France, the city of uh, France, the country of love. The country of love. Yeah, so you are like the children of a relatively power of a relatively like wealthy and family of stature. Um, you you, you primarily play as the daughter, but you, like, you're dragging your brother along with you. Your brother, who up until this point has been very sick and not been able to go out and do stuff. Uh, one day while you're hunting with your dad, uh, your dog gets horribly mauled and dragged into a and directed to a hole in the ground where he is ripped to shreds and blood pours out of it like it's the evil dead. You then head home where everything's in a tizzy and then the Inquisition shows up. We're like, hey, give me your fucking kid or I... Hey, hey, give me your kid and I, or, and I will give you a quick death. If you don't, we're going to have some fun. So then you, playing as a sister who hasn't actually talked to her brother in like years... Because he's been kept so sequestered away from everyone, uh, you are the, you then have to like essentially drag him out and try to escape the Inquisition and figure out what the fuck is happening. Why is the Inquisition after you and your family, and what is going on? And it is neat. A lot of the game is um like stealth and, and like maneuvering or like pathfinding, because Amicia, the girl you're playing as, is a human girl, so she will die very easily. Which is to say, if you take one bit of damage, you die. The rats in this so, game... Yeah, so, so not a character that can soak up a lot of hits. Oh no. I got hit once with a mace and instantly died. I know, I know there's a point later in the game where if you get hit with a single arrow, you die. Because, <laughs> you know, she is a person. But so a lot of the game is like uh, stealth, trying to avoid like guard patrols and stuff. Uh, you have a sling and pots that you can just like throw at stuff. You do blind throws. You can do like hard throws. Um, and it's a lot of just like, hey, you distract the enemy to go over there as we go down this path, and then I fucking bring my brother along. I have him wait there, cross this fucking thing, distract this guy in, a, in another direction to bring the brother over. Uh, and then there is like. There's been one instance so far of like actual like boss fight combat, and it was it was interesting it because kind of similar to Amicia, everyone else is also people, and you have a sling with rocks, and rocks are heavy, and if you hit someone in the head with a rock, they're not gonna it's not gonna go well for them. And so the boss fight is just this guy is wearing a helmet, so you have to figure out how to knock the helmet off his head before you can hit him in the head with a rock and kill him. 
<laughs> and it's I have a helmet over my one weak spot. I am invincible. <laughs> and it's fun. Like, the combat was very simple. Just like, hey, hit straps on his back, which unlocks straps on his front, which then you can use to knock the helmet, which then you just hit him in the head. It's very, very, it was very straightforward, but it was well done. Uh, there is enough skill needed to actually, like, you know, dodge out of the way of his fucking swings and shit. But in order to be able to get behind him to knock off his armor. I enjoyed that. And then the, uh, and like actually avoiding the rats, because the rats, the rats are just this, the rats are a swarm. They are like just a wave of fluid that washes over you and kills you, but they, unless you're in the light. And it's just like this puzzle sequence where you have to like knock down, you know, like knock down shit and like have it swing across and then use that as light to like light shit on fire. It, it's, it's again, I'm only like an hour in. But what I have played so far, I have enjoyed very much. And I can see why James will not be into this game. Despite it being very much a him game. But hey. If there was a Plague Doctor in it. I think there is. Because, I mean, it is a plague. Yeah, I know it's a plague, but is there, like, you know, a Plague Doctor that, like, isn't actually a Plague Doctor? Probably. I I'll, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, so that is what we've been playing. Uh, News-wise, I haven't really been keeping up just because I haven't cared. But something pretty big did happen uh, just in the last couple of days. Uh, at time of recording, the, tw- the 2021 PlayStation Showcase happened. And they showed off a bunch of fucking games they're going to be talking about. And going to be releasing over the next couple of years. Which like yeah, seven people? We'll, which like we'll, seven people we'll will have play? PS fives by then. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, until then, seven people will play these games because that's how many people own PlayStation fives. So of and the stuff, the scalpers who have like sixteen. Yeah. So of the stuff they showed off, uh, the big points. I'm just gonna go through some of them. Uh, first up, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is getting a getting a next gen remake. This is the old Bioware. Remake or re-release? Remake. Ground up. Huh. Yep. We know it's coming to PS5, and that's about it. I know a lot of people that swear by those games. Yep, uh, but we don't have a release date. We don't have a... We don't have, like, any other consoles. If it's, like, a fucking, like, timed exclusive or a full exclusive, it's just... It's a remake. Um, so Insomniac have uh, done the reveal. Have done a reveal for Spider-Man Two, their next Marvel game, as well as a small teaser for a Wolverine game. So that's going to be neat. Those guys make good games. And it turns out Insomniac's a pretty good developer. Yeah, that Wolverine game will probably be good. Yeah, and the Spider-Man one, uh, it is uh, it is Peter and Miles, and they are teaming up against Venom. Venom. And at least based yeah, on the, at I least kind of knew that we kind of knew that was coming, right? Yeah, and at least based on the trailer, I think also Craven. Because Odd for choice. because for a good chunk of the trailer, it is a man talking in a very like thick Eastern European accent. 
and and yeah, like he, like he spends like like a lot of thinking like like for so long I have looked for someone who could challenge me. Yeah, that's Craven. It's looks like Craven. That's definitely, that's definitely him. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, two spider people up against uh, Craven and Venom. So yeah, that'll be neat. Uh, but we will have to wait until 2023 to play that game. Because you know. Bold of them to assume the world will still be here in 2023. Yeah. Bold of them to assume there'll be PlayStation 5s in 2023. That's true. Uh, next up, we got uh, the sequel to the uh, God of War reboot, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, which shows the boy having grown up a bit and him and his dad uh, being hunted down by Thor and trying to track down Tyr, the Norse god of war. Showed off the new abilities, showed off a bunch of the combat, and a and it ended with a stinger of like a, like a little like post-title card thing of this new character who is apparently important. Didn't, didn't say her name, didn't say anything about her. She's just there. And the trailer ends. And for a console that has such limited supply and also limited capability to actually be bought because it is so fucking expensive, it is very funny to me that like the uh, tag or like the like the pitch line for the PS5 is play has no limits. That is very funny to me. Uh, next up, a trailer showing off the gameplay of T of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. The tabletop game-inspired Borderlands spinoff. Oh, I gotta see some it's, more games. Uh, yes, I was gonna say that's a really weird combination. Yes, it tabletop is tabletop Borderlands. Yes, it is. Uh, if you remember in Borderlands Two, uh, there was a set of DLC that was like that was built around Tiny Tina and her playing D and D with the hunters. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and so it's Tiny Tina, but also yeah, if you don't, if Tiny Tina gets in your nerves, boy, that you won't, boy, you won't like this game at all. Uh, but it will be coming out on March twenty fifth in twenty twenty two. And yeah, it's Borderlands, but fantasy. Uh, so next up, I've got a trailer for Forspoken. A game I have never heard of before. It is being developed by Square Enix. And it is a... Do you know what an isekai story is? Yeah, it's when... It's when... uh, It's when Truckoon gets hit by somebody and uh, reincarnates into another world where they are Jesus and get all the waifus. It's kind of that. Oh. Oh, is that that game where the person is like in New York and gets sucked into uh, an alternate yes, magic yes it is. world or something like that? I, I saw that trailer. Yeah. This is the first time I'm hearing of it, and it looks interesting. I was like, well, I mean. Its title is very at stupid. Did, at least she didn't get hit by a truck and become Jesus. 
Nope, she just yeah, fell through a portal right. and became Jesus. I'm assuming. Given some of the shit she can do, it would not surprise me if she became Jesus. Because it is like incredibly fast paced, like with a lot of like really interesting like movement mechanics around it, but it also just has like super powerful magic combat. I don't know. I if I ever if I ever have the opportunity to maybe get a PS5, then I will be interested. Or if I or if it ever ends up coming out on PC, and I oh, it's coming out on PC. Neat. Okay, I'll probably check it out. But knowing modern games, it will be a 250 gig install. Because, okay. because it, this shit, fuck, pe- people, y- you need a fucking, like, one terabyte SSD in order to play games now. Uh, actually, calling back to James a bit, uh, their remedy is remastering Alan Wake. Odd. Is it, like, they, like they're not making a fucking new game. And people really like Alan Wake. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, I guess we have nothing else to do. We'll just remake Alan Wake. Yeah, we already released all the fucking shit we could for control. Now let's just go back to this. I don't know. I never saw what people I never got what people saw in Alan Wake, but I uh, talked to James. He didn't really do a much better job of explaining it. Okay, fair. Well, we haven't really asked him to explain it. He he just said like, "Hey, Alan makes my favorite game." And we all went, "Ah, oh, fuck you." We never really sat down and tried to have like a like an actual conversation about what he loves about Alan Wake. Probably should at some point. Yeah, but I feel like we might be regretting that choice. Eh. I mean, we're not we're not, not going to be playing D anD D for a while, probably. And it's that's that's true. Yes. Anyway, sadly, yeah. So anyway, uh, so Grand Theft Auto Five is coming to PS Five. Speaking of not making any new games, GTA Five came out in twenty thirteen. Game's been out for apparently that's all that's all they need is just GTA five. Yeah, that's make it's still making them fucking bank. It's it's their Skyrim. They they yeah, they basically hit the point where it's not gonna get any better. So they're just like, well, we'll just re re-release this forever. Yeah. Uh so it just works. Yeah, next up, Ghostwire Tokyo. Remember Ghostwire Tokyo? The game's been in development you know for that like name? That name sounds familiar, but I was like, is is that a game? Yes, it was originally announced uh, back at E3 2019. Uh, It's being developed by Tango Gameworks and published by Bethesda. Uh, You remember, um, you remember in, uh, like, like back in a couple years ago, where, like, this really, like, adorable Japanese game developer came out on stage and everyone fucking fell in love with her immediately? Vaguely, yes. 
Yeah, that's it's the game she's working on. Oh, sorry, it's the game she was working on, but no longer uh, because she, she because she left the company. Well, that's off to a great start. Yep. Uh, but the game is still in development. Uh, it'll be coming out in 2022 for PS5 and Windows. And yeah, it is a it's a first person adventure horror ish kind of thing. It's like it's like one day everyone in Japan just fucking disappears, and then a bunch of fucking weird ghost shit shows up. So you got to use kung fu magic to fight it. Can't really think of any better way to describe it. And the developers of it apparently called it karate meets magic. It looks neat. Looks very much like a thing. I don't really know what to say about it beyond that. Yeah. um... And speaking of a thing, uh, Epic Games is working with uh, the band Radiohead to make something they're calling Kid Kid Amnesia Exhibition. It is described as, quote, an upside-down digital analog universe that created from Tom York and Stanley Donwood's original artwork and audio, audio design by Nigel Goodrich. It commemorates the coming of age of Radiohead's records, Kid A and Amnesiac. I fully don't know. Radiohead is... Radiohead is a bit of a bridge too far for me in terms of anything beyond their actual music. And even then, I know Creep, and that's about it. I did not know they were still relevant, to be honest. Uh, they kind of are, kind of aren't. They're as relevant as... They are relevant in the way that, like, indie bands are relevant. Like, people on the know are into them, but whatever. Yeah. Next up, uh, Uncharted League of Legacy of Thieves collection, which is just the collection of Uncharted 4 and the spinoff of Uncharted 4, Lost Legacy. It's coming to PS5 and PC this year. Sorry, next year. Early next year. And then there's a new Gran Turismo. What you'd expect. It's Gran Turismo. Racing? Yep, it's Cargo Vroom Vroom. And that does it for the articles that I have found about the fucking PlayStation Showcase. I have not watched it myself yet. And I don't know if I ever will. I only found out about it today, so I didn't watch it either. Tight. A new release is why things are actually being released now. Yes. Yeah, things are coming out um, for this week. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors. The third Life is Strange game, and the first one developed by not the people who made Life is Strange. Also, the only also the first game of the of the franchise not to be released episodically, which honestly has actually made me more interested in the game than than the than like Life is Strange Two did. 
It's like my series, my history with that series. I played through the entire first game here on the site. Um, I tried to record the like free Life is Strange like 1.5, which was like bridge, the, which was supposed to like be like a lead into um Life is Strange 2, which was I think it was like the awesome adventures of Captain Something or whatever. Uh, it blue screened my computer and crashed it. And then the second game looked like shit, so I just didn't play it. But this one seems yeah. interesting. Like they are moving away from the tech of the first two of the first games, which that tech was buggy at best. It is an entirely new developer. Uh, this time being developed by Deck Nine Games, who did uh, the who actually did the uh, Life is Strange um, before the storm, like the prequel. Which I didn't play because why would I? It's a prequel to a game where like it is. Life is Strange was a game where your choices or whatever mattered and it had a pre-existing story where everything was set in stone and then it gave you a prequel where you also had choices that mattered but didn't because they were already made. I didn't like it. Like, conceptually. But yeah. You can make choices, but it's it's a prequel, so we already know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, you know that like Rachel, and, like Rachel and Chloe's plan was to run off to Los Angeles. So then, when you give them the choice of, hey, where do you want to run off to? Los Angeles or New York? You know what's going to happen. Uh, also, a new Tales apparently game, Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise, yes. You'd think I'd be all over that, but I honestly forgot all about that one. Well, it's out. Yeah, I just found that out. I was like, Tales of Arise is Tales of Arise is coming out soon. Tales of Rise came out today. <laughs> Tales of Rise came out yesterday. I fo- oh, I thought, I thought it came out today. Uh, no, it came, it out, it came out on the night. Uh, oh, no, sorry, it did come out today. It's weird. Yeah, what, that's, that's what, what when I'm looking at it, one page of it says it came out on the 10th, the other one says it came out on the 9th. Uh, it probably came out today because I think it got a universal worldwide release. So they probably didn't release it on the typical US release day, but I, I this is news to me. Oh, Tales of Rise, according to Steam, came out yesterday. Okay, I've seen two things say it was the ninth, so let's go with the ninth. Okay, well, whatever whatever day it came out... Yeah. Uh, the point yeah, is, it's, it is out. It's out. I Maybe I should get it. Uh, yeah, uh, speaking of things maybe you should, maybe should get, one game that I really want to get, uh, which is coming out next week on the 14th, Deathloop. There's a new game from Arcane Studios, the folks that made the... Uh, what is it? The Dishonored games. There's a first-person shooter where you are playing as an assassin trapped in a death loop. Every time you die, time resets. Resets. And there is a so you yes, yes you are an assassin hunting targets, and meanwhile there's another assassin hunt, hunting you. And apparently, like as you go through and do, um, and, like do more and like fight against this other assassin, they learn how you fight and will fight back against you. Different. I don't know how well it's going to play out. I'm never entirely sure how well like learning AI plays out, but it'll be neat they, to see how it usually, goes. They usually don't play out well, but you know, I guess we'll see. Maybe they figured it out this time. Yep, here's hoping. Uh, also coming out next week, um, Aragami Two. Aragami is a game that I have wanted to check out for a while, but just kind of never did. And I was getting a sequel. It seems like you should play the first one. 
yeah, maybe. Uh, it's just it seemed like that 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 yeah, that game was kind of part of the like no, no longer existent B tier games. Just games with like much lower budgets than normal, but with much lower expectations than normal. So the games are like entirely competent, just kind of cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it always seemed like it always seemed like a pretty good one of those. So it'll be neat. It's to get around to actually playing that and seeing and seeing and seeing if I enjoy it, and then if I do, what they did with the sequel. But yeah, so that's gonna do it for this week. This month, this year. On. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be back. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Possibly with Cave. Possibly with Nod. Yep. But. Until that stuff. I'm dead. I'm Alex. <laughs> Hi, Archie. Sign up as always. We'll see you guys next time.